What's up and welcome to another MoGraph MoCast. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. Joining us today is the super talented Rachel Brickell. And MoGraph is a supplement to our site, MoGraph.com, which is a motion graphics tutorial site with tutorials, plugins, podcasts, and other MoGraph stuff. And on the show, we talk about everything ranging from motion graphics to Cinema 4D, After Effects plugins, render engines, doing business, doing taxes, being a contractor... We're working for the man. You can email us info at mograph.com. Let us know what you think about the show. Questions, comments, concerns, queries, grievances, show topic ideas. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, mograph.com, and TikTok, of course. Yeah. Check us out on there. Check us out on the things. If you'd like to send us an email, you can ask us a question about all sorts of stuff. It could be a tech question. It could be Cinema 4D, After Effects, compositing. doesn't matter what it is. If it's noob, if it's expert, we're going to answer it all. We're going to try and answer the expert stuff, but I can't guarantee anything, um, you know, because we're not that good. So uh, if you if you send us an email, then we talk about the stuff you want to hear about. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the yeah. thing. This is your show. You're yeah, the producer. I read a book one time that said, basically, if you do not, like, if you interact, the internet is what you want it to be. So That's if right. you interact with it, it becomes the thing that you want. If you don't interact, this is just our show. Is that the secret? Did you read no, The Secret? Is no. that why? This was actually okay. a, a good educational book that I read in college. <laughs> this is actually something good. Right. Good. Not a bunch yeah. of BS. Hooey. Yeah. If you believe yeah. in the secret, whatever. But the secret's uh, no, because I can tell you about a whole <laughs> offline uh, shenanigans that I got into oh gosh, with the Kevin. owner. But you know, what? Kevin just hit Is me he... up on LinkedIn. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Congratulate him on his work anniversary. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. funny. Oh, Kevin, I love you, <laughs> Rachel. You're you're okay. So you were you're allowed to say hi. At least, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> during I was our intro segment, because you were like, "Oh yeah, well, we're going to introduce them. You got <laughs> shut up right now, and then you'll be fine later." <laughs> yeah, um, we're gonna uh, we're gonna dive into the topics pretty quick today. Okay. Uh, I think uh, we got some really fun stuff to talk about. This is gonna be a great show. It's gonna be. It's. I'm. I, like I said in the promo, I'm a little scared. We'll see what props you brought today. Uh, <laughs> oh, do you already have one? Do you already have a prop? Or are you waiting? Well, I'm waiting for the right moment, but I want you to lower okay. your guard. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. I'm just going to keep, like, cool. reaching for something, and it's not going to yeah. be a problem, yeah. just so I can throw <laughs> you off. It's a gun, isn't it? It's a gun. Well, I do. Well, I don't I don't know if I should say it, talk oh, about boy. that on the internet. Oh, boy. <laughs> you don't want people to know. That's the thing about guns. You don't want yeah, people to know if weapons. you have one or don't. That's yeah. the mystery. It's a mystery. My- <laughs> Could have multiple weapons. Yeah. Yeah. You won't even know. See, really, Hopefully. all you need, all you need is like you know, sound effects. So you could say, you yeah, know, yeah, shotgun hey, sound effect. Exactly. You need a, a shotgun sound effect. You know. Well, I so, like to have like, yeah. so I'll have like, um, I'll have like something like I'll have like a real axe, but then I'll have a fake axe, and then I'll like want to oh. put them next to each other. You know what I mean? Like you'll have right. like different things that are Which, fake next to the real one. Like a rubber axe. Yeah, like no wood, wooden axe. It's a wooden axe, but it's not sharp. Oh, okay. Like a fake, okay, so a fake dull axe okay. that yeah, you're you going like to dull hit axe. someone with, with a real axe. And then you have the real gun, but you have the fake gun. Right. But they look completely different, so it's okay. Right. Okay. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> All right. The Nerf yeah. gun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got a couple things to cover for the week wrap up real quick. First of all, I was on vacation, <clears throat> and it was awesome. I uh, got to see Colorado and all its 
all its glory and go up the many, many uh, dangerous roads in mm-hmm. a really heavy RV. There was one point I had my foot on the floor and I was going 30 up a hill and I was like, I hope we don't <laughs> go backwards. But <laughs> if it makes you feel better, I did that exact same thing in a Ford Focus and had my foot to the floor the whole oh time. too. <laughs> <laughs> or or there's that whatever car that was we rented in Iceland that just yeah. did not go. It was like driving it was like a, riding a tiny lawnmower. bus. It was so stupid. Yeah. You like to personify your car and like make noises for it, like be the voice for your car. <laughs> I, I do. I don't do no, not for my car. Like uh, uh, maybe not now. I used to. I, I don't even. I haven't even named this car. This new car. The old You're one. Not attached. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's not an extension yeah. of you. Yeah, I've had. It. Yeah. Well, the thing is, so it my last car, my last car, uh, its name was Buzz because my original, my first Jeep was called Woody, you know, and so this mm, Jeep was mm. called Buzz. But then I I traded it in for basically the exact same model, just with a four door instead of a two door. So in a way, it's almost like Buzz with the utility belt. I don't know. You could name your new one Nimbus. He'll never Nimbus. be the original, Mister Nimbus. No, that's Mr. my computer. Nimbus? That's my computer. Oh, yeah. He controls, he controls the police. The police. <laughs> uh, new Rick and Morty's out. Uh, Everybody check it out. out. It's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so we went and saw the Aryevs, and uh, uh, while we were up there, it was awesome. We went to the sand dunes and, and with the Aryevs, and then uh, went to their place to, to hang out with some Isn't local Colorado MoGraphers. It's beautiful. Dude, I love the basement. Yeah, I had an idea. Mm-hmm. So he, I think he wants to move his studio downstairs. Yeah. So I was driving back and I was like, we should do like pimp my studio and do like a whole video uh-huh. where, cause he keeps saying he needs me to like help him design a yeah. studio yeah. like downstairs. I'm like, we should do pimp my studio and we'll just do like a whole spoof video where <clears throat> we're designing his studio and just make it as ridiculous as possible. Just in my spare time, I'll just go up there and do that. So uh, no, it was great. We had uh, we we had a barbecue. We we hung out with so many mographers in Colorado. I couldn't believe like I was starting to get a list together. We were like, who's around there that we can hang out with? And like, there's a lot of mographers up there. A lot of people in Denver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So got to hang out with all our old friends, and uh, it was just it was just so surreal to be back out, kind of like. In the real world again, mm-hmm. you know, this is it's the first amazing. venture out, you know, so. Dude, Camp MoGraph's going to be amazing. Can't yes, wait. speaking of which, let's get some Camp MoGraph updates here. Do you still have more week wrap-up, or should we go the only other Well, uh, the only other thing I was going to say, I guess, is, did you ever, this is just so, this is like stoner, stoner thoughts, <laughs> shower thoughts, whatever you want to call them. When you were a kid, when you went, if you went on a vacation or you left the house for a while, when you came back, did it ever feel like the house was different? Yeah. Like Every your time. house just, the dimensions like felt weird. different? <laughs> like, like, like you come region? home and it, it just felt like your perception of what the house was, was a little off. Like things look smaller or bigger or. It just felt weird because you had been gone for so long. Well, yeah. One time I went for like a month to like Japan, which is amazing. Or not, sorry, not a month. Sorry. It was like 14 days and it was like t- six days in Japan, like 10 days in Bali. And I came back to my apartment and I was like, oh, I have this really great green tea. I want to try it. And then I turned on my water and then um, for some reason, everything tasted like bleach or like chlorine. And I was like, mm-hmm. so I guess like your house, like if you don't run your water the whole time that you're 
like if the water's never running when you're gone, like uh-huh. it can build up in the pipes, the chlorine or whatever it is. I don't that know. Makes this sense, apartment though. sucks. But nice. <laughs> yeah, so, so some it's, things can change. <laughs> it's weird because like I've been traveling for so many years that mm-hmm. I think what happened was that I was back and forth to the house so many times that I never felt that feeling like you had been gone from somewhere and it felt different. And when we yeah. got back from this vacation, it was different. It The house felt different. Things looked weird. It was like I was getting used. To, it's like I'd the been in the house was for so long. Updated when you left, oh, yeah. so That's that true. your house. Yeah, sorry. I res. I, I just. Uh, I just. Uh, I, I, sh- I. Someone's gonna take me away and replace me with someone else because I just let that secret yeah. out. Bill asks any Casa Bonita adventures. Yeah. Uh, Y'all want to hear Dave's story about Casa Bonita? I thought, because I he think hates. I've told about. I'm pretty uh, sure you have. I've told this story before. Yeah. I went to the hospital with food poisoning from Casa Bonita. Yeah. So. You know, um, when we were in Vegas, was, or we, <laughs> Casa, I knew it. I knew props is this were coming. The wrong time for this. Now, which Instagram filter is that? Uh, is that is the, that Snapchat now? Or, or is oh okay? <laughs> and it's so realistic. Like the tracking on right, the glasses, especially, great. is really good. Mm. Oh man, we got album art now. Yeah, this is this is perfect. <laughs> this is a perfect album art. Oh man, that's awesome. See now you need now you need like the the zoom background. Yeah. You need the zoom background where yeah. I actually have like a island backdrop, but it was like too much work to set it up. So like I could have been all out. I'm pretty disappointed that I didn't do that, but do you do you have camp clothing for 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 our camp segment? We can talk no. about Camp Mograph. No, I wasn't prepared. Okay. All right, okay. we'll pretend that camp is in Hawaii for right. now. Yeah, um, Matt. Uh, yeah, that's all I had though. Matt, you've got some updates on camp because I think people had some questions, right? Like, about, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so yeah. jumping over to Camp MoGraph stuff. We're super excited, super, super, super excited. We've been working. Uh, oh, last week I worked on camp stuff. You know, getting stuff prepared. Uh, super, super exciting. Like going through this and figuring out what we need and seeing everyone who's coming and moving some stuff around. And we got some surprise stuff that we're not going to announce until oh, camp. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. So, um, surprise stuff is great. Yeah, we're starting to book flights and everything and I know a lot of people who are going to camp are also booking flights as well. Uh for those who are curious, we're getting a lot of questions about what time should we come in? What time should we leave? blah blah blah. So, what we are planning on doing uh what we'd recommend is, you know, uh, uh, coming in sometime around noon or so on the 9th, uh, that Thursday. I believe that's Thursday. Yeah. Uh, Thursday. And then we're closing down camp at noon on uh, that Sunday. So, you know, basically noon to noon. If you come in a little bit earlier on the 9th, no biggie. Just let us know. We're going to be sending out... Um, we're going to be sending out a questionnaire and everything to get shuttle times and stuff like that because we know there's a lot of people who are wanting to use a shuttle and we've got to build the shuttle schedule based off of when you know right. everyone is coming in. So we don't have a shuttle schedule built yet because we don't want to just say, oh, it's coming every 30 minutes or so, which may be the case uh, on the days that uh, everyone's coming in. We'll, we, we're talking about getting a second shuttle so that we can have one constantly going Right. But we won't know until we get everyone's answers back. So look so, out yeah. for that email if you um are coming to camp and everything and you're getting When is that shuttle. going out? Because I know some people probably don't have flights. It'll probably yet, be so. it'll probably be this week. 
you know, uh, it'll be this week. Okay. And then uh, if you ever need to like update it, you know, in that email will be a link of where you can uh, uh, fill out the shuttle information. And that automatically gets updated to us so that we can make yeah. the schedule based off of that. Yeah. So super excited about camp. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be the first real big, you know, get together for all of us. And I've started like. You know, we've been talking to the teachers and seeing what they've got planned and some of the stuff that people are planning is going to be so much fun. I can't wait. Um, but uh, so we couldn't have done any of camp without any of our amazing sponsors. And we just picked up a new sponsor that uh, mm-hmm. uh, this past couple of weeks, uh, De Facto Sound. We're super excited to have them on board as a gold sponsor. Um, they'll be sending one of their uh, one of their people so that we can uh, talk to them and stuff. We're super excited about having De Facto Sound on board with us as well. Thank you so much for sponsoring. Um, the, as far as the rest of our sponsors, we have, uh, our village sponsors, Maxon, Otoy, and Video Copilot. Super excited to have them on as our village sponsors. Our gold sponsors, Minimal Massive, Grayscale Gorilla, and now De Facto Sound. Thank you so much for sponsoring, uh, the gold, uh, level. And then our bronze level, AE Scripts and School Emotion. Super excited to have everyone on board. All of our sponsors, give them a big shout out if you're going to Camp MoGraph and sell them thank you for keeping my tickets cheap and basically mm-hmm. providing me with unlimited alcohol for the next three, yeah, right. three, three days exactly i mean exactly. this is a i mean this is it, there there's not many places that you can get an all expense paid trip you know or whatever minus. unlimited alcohol asterisk yeah. right asterisk <laughs> so yeah the alcohol doesn't start at like 9 a.m and basically go until the end right. of camp you know there are specific times in which we tap the kegs and everything you know, it's going to be yeah. it's going to be so much fun. And these are licensed people serving who need to yes. who, who are giving it to yes. you. So you cannot, and it's not just going to be like an literally open have keg. as many as you want. Uh, that is yeah. one stipulation with yeah. uh, with this camp is that we have to have licensed people uh, serving the alcohol. So, you know, me, Dave, Julie. Um, I think Scott is going to get uh, uh, licensed. as Jeremy, well. Jeremy May, you so, know, yeah. Uh, so it was like at the at the other camp we needed the license, but it was kind of loose with the keg. This yeah. is going to be a little more strict. So this will be a little bit more strict. Yeah. So you know, but it'll it'll be fine. Uh, we're gonna have a, a really good time, and then uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm contacting them to see if uh, they have ping pong tables. Uh, because yes, because we right. do the thing Paul taught us. Right. The, so that's what yeah. I'm thinking. Like if we could purchase like if if they don't. We may just we'll end buy up one. buying a couple of ping pong tables and then just donating them to the camp afterwards and then just buying a bunch of like paddles and stuff so we can do the round robin style with the ping pong, you know, which would so be awesome. Fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Super excited about camp. Um, uh, for those, if there's anyone on the wait list, um, we may be opening up a few more tickets. We've had some things shift around and I know there are maybe like one or two available, but we won't know closer until like maybe a month before camp. That's when we're going to like close off everything and like, you know, finalize everything. So if you're it's on hard. that list, just, it's- just know there may, there may be a chance there's, there. It's, it's going to be a small chance, but there may be a chance. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's it's hard, too, because a lot of people I, I think a lot of people don't understand that, like, 
Camp MoGraph is kind of its own company as well. It is, yeah. You know? Yeah. And so there's certain things that we have control over or don't have control over or things we have money for or don't have yeah. money for. Yeah, yeah, And I would like to say one of the biggest things people have asked is, is there a day pass to come into the camp? And there is not. And I'm going to explain to you the reasoning behind it. Because these yes. things are not as easy to run as it seems. You know, you can't just say, oh, let's just add 50 more tickets. Not only does it take away from the fact that the camp is not as intimate and you don't mm-hmm. get to meet anybody, everybody if there's too many people. There. I just feel like a regular conference. You don't want that. The The main thing is that if you do a day pass, you can't do alcohol with those people because right. then you're then you're allowing them to leave the premises. Right, and you're liable you for what you know, happens to liable. them afterwards and stuff. Right. And then the other thing is that you add all those people, then you don't. Then your classes are too full, and then you have to yeah, get more, you have teachers, to more teachers. Therefore, teachers, you have to find the more ticket spaces prices. for teachers because, right. like, as of right now, we've got just enough spaces for all of our our, our workshops right. and stuff like that. So, so we're working on solutions for this, so more more people can come to camp and and things. But we'll we'll get to that in a in a couple yeah. months. Don't worry, everybody's going to have a chance. Um, but we're trying to keep that feeling and that's like something that's really hard to do is keep that feel without it becoming too big, without it becoming too corporate. So we're working on finding the best solution for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So everybody will get a chance to go. We'll, we'll work it out. Um, anything else camp before we move on? Um, I think that's it. If you have any questions or anything, hit us up info at campmograph.com or you can shoot us an email here at mograph info at mograph.com. Uh, I, I answer almost all the things immediately cause you know, I'm attached to my phone at all times. So, um, if, if I don't get yeah. to you immediately, it's because you've asked a very intense question or, <laughs> and I need time to think about it. I'm Dallas Taylor, the creative director of DeFacto Sound. Work with We're a sound design studio that makes animation, games, trailers, ads, and all kinds of things sound amazing. Which is why you should work with us. But that's not exactly why I'm here. You see, we also produce a podcast called 20,000 Hertz, which is all about the world's most recognizable and interesting sounds. Right here in your podcast player, go take a moment to subscribe to 20,000 Hertz, which is all spelled out without any numbers. Once you're finished with this episode, go check it out. And to check out our sound design work, follow DeFacto Sound on Instagram or visit DeFactoSound.com. So that you can work with us. I'll just, I'm going to, you and Slack, I'm going to just start like on a bot on Slack that's hitting you up like every five minutes because your phone just has all the yeah. notifications on. Yeah. Well, I turn them off. Once they become too annoying, I'll turn them off. You know? Yeah. I'll be like, uh, I don't need to deal with this for two hours. Like I, I snooze the notifications for two hours before every show, you know? So. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's go to Ravcock. What's your flavor? What's your flavor? Uh, two render engine updates I wanted to go into real quick. Uh, number one is I just did see that there was a Cinema 4D Octane twenty twenty point two point four dash R two latest stable version twenty point oh six twenty twenty one. Wow! Did you really? Is that actually what it's all called? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what it's okay, called. I didn't know if you were making it's twenty twenty point two point four R two. The okay, point four right. is the new part, and it's R2 of that 04, even though there's the 2021 version. But this is the stable release. I just saw that come across uh, last week. I think, t- uh, who posted that? Tom posted that. 
And then something else that I you just mentioned this morning that I missed because I was on vacation is yeah. that there's some Redshift updates now. It was a Redshift update to a new version. It's got the new version of op- oh, what is it? Open Color IO V2 yeah. or something like that. Um, but I, I, I now there is one thing with it when you update. Apparently, I've heard that um, it auto defaults to aces as your color uh like your your color mode versus but you can just change b yes but just be aware of that because a lot of people don't know how to use aces at the moment i I don't either i gotta no no no. it's i have used i've used aces in production like for for doing like you know like actually taking log footage that they've given me and working in aces in order to, you know, do all my compositing and then send it back out to aces. And it's a really cool workflow, but you yeah. got to know how to use it first. And it's a little, there's not a lot of resources out there that I've found. There is, there is, you can get through it, but you know, it's not something that everyone will instinctively it, instinctively be able to figure out. So was it LeBron? Uh, LeBron Andre LeBron? Did I get that name right? That I does, have no idea. That did like a good video on that. I think. There's a couple of good videos. Um, I don't remember who specifically did them at all. Um, yeah. But also, in addition, uh, uh, going along with Maxon, Maxon just released an uh, a new like a new standalone app or whatever for updating all of your uh, Maxon and Redshift or uh, Red Giant stuff. Oh, okay. It's the Maxon app. I'm just opening it up real quick so that I can see. But yeah, you can update Cinema, Magic Bullet Suite, Pluralize, Trapcode Suite, Universe, VSFX Suite, all that stuff. Uh, And it's also got moves by Maxon, Forger, and Redshift in here as well, which is really cool. Um, Oh, boy. I just messed my my mouse up anyway um but yeah you can see what's installed and stuff and so like it's just one one place to go i've uh for those aware uh, unaware though there have been some issues with i think login stuff i don't know if that was all taken care of um but uh the workaround is if you're logged into like your red giant manager as and you're trying to log in you have to like log out of your red giant application manager first and then log into it it's oh that makes it's sense. Little, yeah, yeah yeah so uh yeah i i played with uh forger for a little bit before i went on vacation one night got to start yeah. messing with that and uh i actually i updated some stuff in my red giant the other day because you know i was talking offline to uh harry frank the other day um and like there's just so much great red giant stuff that i there don't is. have an opportunity to use because like the kind of stuff I do, like oh man, I need to play with that. I need to play yeah. with that. I need to play with Dude, that. Super comp. I want to play with super comp so yeah. badly, but like I just don't have the time. I want super comp in Cinema 4D. I, I want super comp as its own like <laughs> its own thing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't like, know. Where oh you yeah, can put comp super comp inside uh, inside yeah. Cinema 4D as one big package. Oh, that'd be awesome. You know. I oh, think, they also um, updated to Universe Four. Uh, Red Giant did. So yeah, and I, I used universe is out. I used I think something from that, which is uh, the the heat. I had I guess I have um, a heat wave uh, plugin from mm-hmm. Video Copilot and yeah. from Red heat Giant distortion or whatever. It, yeah. Heat distortion, and um, I did the one from Red Giant uh, for a project I was working on the other day for fun. I was working on a a rocket ship 
so I could do kind of a, I've been working on some ideas for a Turbulence FD tutorial. Mm-hmm. And that was one of my ideas was to have that. And um, it's to have a rocket ship with like big smoke coming out of the bottom and yeah. stuff. And so I kind of mocked it up in order to create it for the tutorial this weekend. And I was using those heat, the heat wave stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really liked it. It looks really good. Yeah. So, um, and I, I put a little VHS filter in there too, you know, just for fun. <laughs> that's our, that's our ongoing joke. Yeah. Cause I'm always updating my VHS filter because I love it. I use it w- way too much. I used a lot of the, uh, the hollow, uh, the holographic plug. Oh yeah. What is that one. I can't remember which one that yeah. one's called, but I used that one a lot for a previous project that we just did. That's, that's a really good one. I really like that one. <clears throat> cool. All right, let's let's talk about Rachel. Yeah. Now. <laughs> let's talk about you. We've got to, Oh, I see another prop. What is that? Yeah. It's a Is it a mannequin hand? <laughs> yes. Funny enough, I have a mannequin hand as well. Do you? It's not it's not within reaching distance. It's in the closet, but You keep yeah. it in the closet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was if, for a bowl it was for a bowling glove. It it held a bowling oh, glove for a, I remember a, that. I helped, for a project. I helped model some of it or something yeah. like that. That's funny. Yeah. Where where does one get a mannequin, a gold <laughs> bronze talk mannequin about hand? the mannequin district in downtown LA. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, the mannequin so, district. So basically, okay, so I was doing this one project for a pitch where I was like projecting stuff onto like uh, mannequins. Cool. And uh, I, I went around to like different places because I was looking for like, you know, the right one. And there's a bunch of them like near each other in downtown. And I went in and I was like, okay, how much? And then they like told me a price. And then I was like, okay, like that's like, I'll pay it because I want this mannequin, but I'm going to keep going around. I don't remember what they said, like maybe like 80 bucks or something. Mm-hmm. And then I went to another place and I was like, okay, like, I don't know about this torso, but okay. I'm like, how much? Like 80 bucks. I'm like, okay, that's weird. Same price as the other one. And then, <laughs> then I like kept going around. <laughs> and then um, I think it was like the fifth one I was at. And then I noticed that the owner of, like, the third store I had went to came in. And I was like, are they, like, are they all, like, together in on this? Oh, like, fixing the mannequin. prices? It's an I was oligopoly. Like, is... They're yeah, all just, like, mannequin. fixing the prices for mannequins. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, I saw you at that other store. What are you doing here? Like, there's no way you're friends with this one. Like, you know? So I was like, man, they're fixing the prices for sure. That's funny. Mannequin conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> Big mannequin. A big mannequin. So then I like, okay, so this is funny. But So basically, you know, I put them all in my car. I'm like in a Honda Civic. <laughs> this doesn't really have to do oh with me, gosh. but you're going to kind of get um, the idea of me with this story. Anyway. You can use the HOV lane now. True. You know. Okay, that's another story. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, so I put them all in the car. And like there was a point where like I just had body parts in my trunk. <laughs> And, like, I just oh thought it was gosh. hilarious because it just looks like I just, like, killed somebody. Or, like, it looks mm-hmm. like, like, it, it's really great. Like, I just opened the trunk and, like, you just see, like, all these, like, legs and, and arms and, and just, like, the faces just covered up. And I'm just like, that's don't funny. look at him. He's fine. Like, don't look at him. <laughs> but, yeah. Like, that's funny. I was kind of hoping you, like, had them all sticking out the windows in right. different. Well, I did at first. Tons of mannequins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um. Yeah, I usually I like doing the type of work where like people are looking at you weird and they think yeah. like they're like, what the hell is going on with this person? Like, what the <laughs> fuck are they doing? Like, like I want the head turns. Like, I want them to be like, uh, okay, what what is this about? But um, <laughs> everyone's just like, PR. Oh, L.A. These, these L.A. <laughs> yeah, people. Just normal. 
Yeah. yeah Have so you ever seen Muppets Take Manhattan, where everything weird happens? They just look and they're like, "Ah, it's just New York." Yeah, it's just New York. <laughs> I have, but I'm a fan of animals. Yeah, it's just LA. just LA. Yeah. You know. So like one time, I like I like had them all in a stack, like all the legs, like like all the bodies, just like and these are mannequins. All the all the mannequin bodies just in a stack, and I was like, "Oh, this is a cool abstract like image. I'm gonna take a picture." And I like put it on Instagram, and Instagram like blocked my post because it thought it was like pornographic or something. And That's I was like, funny. "It's just mannequins." Yeah, it's just mannequins. Weird. Yeah. Was it showing any private parts of the mannequins? They don't or have where private, the... private parts. It's all like well, I mean, you know, it's smoothed where they out. Would be? Like... Yeah, <laughs> the the Barbie, you know, the Barbie areas, the was, right, yeah, Barbie out areas. It was far too graphic. Like the algorithm was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, like. <laughs> wow. Too many, too many mannequin bums. Yeah. Yeah. Mannequin butts. Like the max yeah. is like three, and we have like six here, so you're not gonna be able to post yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> You've reached your your you're mannequin right. butt threshold. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so yeah. So like, tell us, oh, tell ahead. us about kind of like from the beginning the like, how did you get into what you what you do now? Like, did you have uh, an upbringing that kind of led to this industry? Is it something you discovered later in life? Is it something that mannequins have inspired you to do? Um, what what was what was your upbringing like in in the world of art? Um, well, basically, like uh, it's kind of interesting because I kind of went full circle a little bit. But basically, um, I mean, in high school, well, okay, I guess I should start here. Um, I, I liked playing video games and I liked playing Sonic the Hedgehog, so I usually would like draw like fan art and stuff like that, and I just like drawing them. And then um, I kind of got into it with that, and I would just like. I'd be up all night just digital painting like and there'd be points where like my parents just didn't get it so they just thought I was like not behaving because I'm like not Uh sleeping but I was just like painting like into the night like a super passionate artist and like there were times where like my dad had to like wrestle the keyboard out of my hands and I'm like (laughs) no I have to finish this paint and I'm just like so I was very like obsessively into like doing that like digital painting Mm -hmm. so like that's kind of like where my where I started so I started doing that in like middle school and like uh you know i had like a like i just found like whatever program i could and just like tried to like paint and stuff so that was kind of like my foundation i got into it with video games really that is what inspired me and seeing like the cg like cinematic scenes like seeing how like realistic it would get i was like Mm -hmm. that's cool like i want to do that and then um that's totally not what i'm doing now but (laughs) that's what inspired me though um so in high school, like I ended up taking an AP art class and they were like, I showed them like my work and they were like, oh yeah, we need like, like they can't really get you in with fan art. Like you need to draw like stuff or like basically kind of like find your voice. So yeah. I started drawing like yeah. more like, you know, just showing them, hey, I can do like still life stuff. It's fine. Like, <laughs> and then I got in the AP art class without having to do any prerequisite classes. And then um, that's really where I started, like just trying to like find my voice and like you had to pick like a theme and like I picked... I don't remember what theme I picked, but it was like kind of like a, a metaphor type of thing, like a weird oxymoron metaphor thing. So I like drew like a pregnant nun or like weird things like that. Uh-huh. And um, so I did that. And then I really wanted to go to art school, but I came from like a low income family. So I didn't have any money at all. Like I had zero dollars for college. Like I couldn't even afford community college. Uh-huh. So, um, so I ended up going to community college just to transfer. Cause I thought like, okay, maybe that'll cut the cost down. And like, I was like full scholarship, um, to community college I did a lot of community service and uh, I was thinking about the two different options the option was I really wanted to go to Otis like that was my dream school 
and then the other option was like just go to CSU because it's affordable. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I was kind of like keeping my track so that everything I like I didn't have because I didn't have any money. I couldn't. There was no backup. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. Like everything mm-hmm. I did had to be with strategy and plan. So I'd be like a mad scientist at night being like, okay, I have to take this class and this class counts here and this class counts here also. And like, I had like the red strings, like I was up all night, like doing all these like crazy, like mad scientists, like things trying to like figure out, like how can I efficiently do this? And, mm-hmm. and like, cause I like don't the have always sunny meme where yeah. he's like putting the strings together. Yeah, It was exactly like yeah. that. And like, I'm just like in my closet, like the light on and like <laughs> doing all these things. But anyway, um, so, like, it really took, um, I had this professor um, named Eric Holman, and he was, like, my, uh, uh, really my first mentor, like, the person that really got me to stick to it, because I was thinking about doing psychology or um, design, and, like, I really wanted to do design, but I was afraid that I couldn't afford it, but then I realized, okay, psychology is more years, so I definitely can't afford that, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so, um, and I talked to him, because, so... Eric Holman's the brother of Brian Holman, so Brian Holman owns Royale, or started mm-hmm. Royale, so that's the connection there. So sometimes he would have Brian come in and like show us like the motion graphics stuff, and I was actually really inspired by it, and I always loved Royale's work, um, and that really like I just loved like the music and the way they cut their reels and stuff, and I, I loved editorial stuff too, and like and like music in general, so like that really like got me into it, and then yeah, so I talked to Eric Holman like at some point after class, and I was saying like, hey, like is it worth it to go to art school? Like, like, cause I'm, I really can't afford this. And like, I'm really scared. Mm-hmm. And, and like, he told me like, I might cry about this. Sorry. <laughs> he told me, uh, uh, it Just is put worth the glasses it. on. You'll be fine. Right. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> he said, uh, it is worth it. Um, oh, snap. And you're going to have a lot of debt, but you'll clean up the mess. Yeah. Just like yeah, yeah, I yeah. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you said that, it kind of like set in and it kind of gave me permission to do this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I like fucking like broke down in front of him. Like when he said that, I was like crying and I'm just like, okay, <laughs> like I'll follow my dreams. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So like that's, that's when I really like said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. And then also yeah. like my grandma too, like, um, she was like, telling me like oh well just try like you never know like just try mm-hmm. so like oh no i'm definitely gonna cry <laughs> but, but, but art like, yeah. is something so, like, that like it's it's just it's such a powerful thing for so many yeah. people and and there there is a lot of talk in the industry about barrier to entry and things mm-hmm. as well and i think one of the nice things about our interest our our industry is uh yeah i mean school school is great um, but there are some really great ways to go about learning that you couldn't do in another industry. You can't become a doctor by watching YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, so. I get what you were going through. Like that's that's it's a hard thing because you're looking at the price of school and it's right. It's ridiculous. I, I literally, I'm, I'm 38 years old and I just paid off my art institute loans from when I was 20 years old. I paid them off a few months ago and that was only because i because basically won the lottery <laughs> right like i mean right. no joke and i was in i was yeah. in like i Not you were smart no <laughs> no i i i basically when i was in the uh i i when i was in my 
I, w- I had no idea how I was going to pay for college because my parents weren't going to pay for my college. Are you, are you kidding mm-hmm. me? You know, they had four kids, you know, and I was only the second kid. So they didn't care about the older kids. You know, they're like, you can go do your own thing. Um, 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 that was a jab at my youngest uh, brother, by the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm sitting in the student loan department and they're telling me all these prices, you know, and right. I'm, I'm, I am in tears because I'm yeah. like, I don't know how I'm going to afford this. How do you do this? You know, yeah. and you're putting all like you're putting, you're basically gambling saying, yeah. I really hope, you know, I'm a dumb kid. I hope that this is the right place to go, you know? Yeah. Like, I hope that I come out of this with a good investment, you know, a good ROI on my investment. Right. Yeah, you only get one shot when you're in that situation where, like, you can't afford it. And it's like, you only get that aid once Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like a lot of pressure. Yeah. So how long ago was that? Yeah. That... I'm not going to reveal how old I am. (laughs) That's fine. You know, when Um, when when people ask me how old I am, I'll tell them something like, I'm 86. And then they'll be like, really? How? No, how old are you? And I'll get older as they say it. So if I tell Mm -hmm. you when, people are going to do the math. So I'm not going (laughs) to... Well, you could have have started college any time. The reason I was asking is because I was just curious, like, how long it's been and, and like, how do you feel that that return investment was? Um, To answer that question, yeah, definitely. Like, um, you know, I aggressively paid my loans. Um, so like, like I almost, I made a contest with my boyfriend. I was like, okay, whoever pays it off first has to buy the other person like a $200 steak. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like it's going to be a nice ass steak. (laughs) Like, so I got really competitive. So I like threw like, like 2k at it, like every, um, month. Nice. And like still lived off of oats and beans. Like, (laughs) I was just like, I'm going to pay this off. But yeah, like, um, it was definitely worth it and I did pay it off and it, and it is an investment in yourself. And also you get a, a network of people and like, yeah, like when I applied, like I was able to get, like they awarded me like 40,000 um, to go. And like at the time it was like 42. Um, but of course that's, that's a combination of loans and scholarship. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I was like in tears and like the first thing I did was call my grandma because I was like, yeah. So I'll cry when I talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But <clears throat> Yeah, what, uh, so it was, what what uh, what program did you go into? Where yeah. did, where did you end up going? So it was I, I kept switching to be honest. Like like mm-hmm. when I went, like I was I stayed put in the right place. But like I before that, when I was transferring, I was like constantly like oh maybe here maybe here maybe. So it was basically you know I told you like I wanted to do video games and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had this like talent for digital painting. So I thought okay like I, maybe I'll do concept like concept art, mm-hmm. and then so. At first, I was going to do that. And then um, taking Eric Holman's class, like, I really liked advertising. So I was like, hmm, maybe I should do advertising. I feel like I have an act for it. And yeah. then I was like, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll go back to concept. And then and then when I was getting my classes, when you transfer, you don't get first dibs. And the digital painting class was full. So I was like, I'm going to switch to – well, actually, it's digital media. So right. it's like mm-hmm. uh, an umbrella, really, for different parts. So they do MoGraph. They do – um, VFX, they do uh, motion graphics. I guess I already sure. Said yeah. um, 3D, like uh, so. Going in, like I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna do digital media. So I kind of switched between advertising, and digital media. Um, mm-hmm. The reason why I didn't do advertising there is because I really think that Art Center is really the one that shines at advertising. I think uh, Otis is more shining with uh, 
motion graphics and that stuff. So I felt mm -hmm. like, okay, like if I'm going here, I'm going to go for motion graphics. And also like, again, like, um, Eric Holman's brother, Brian Holman, like just showing like Royale's reel and stuff like that. I was like, okay, that stuff really does inspire me. So let's see. And then, um, it wasn't until like, um, maybe like a semester in that I started doing something that felt right. Um, and that's when I started like, and I was actually shooting like, uh, I was shooting like cassette tapes and like, uh, fish tank and I was doing like like mannequin hands and like things like that and like mm -hmm. um, one of the TAs like walked in who was a really really talented artist now and and then and he was like he looked at it and his like jaw dropped and he was like this is like and I was like a sophomore at the time I think mm -hmm. yeah um, and he was like uh, this is stronger than some of the senior theses he's like oh my god I'm gonna get some more people to look at this and I'm like uh, okay so like, so like when I had like a crowd of people around my computer I was like, okay, I think I'm doing something right because right. if I'm getting people to like look at my like people are just coming to look at my screen, like it must be okay. Mm -hmm. And so also, it makes it. you super nervous. Yeah. Well, for me, it have was you ever like, had people around you're like, oh, I can't work like this? I, like, I mean, I'm more nervous in my head. Like, I'm my toughest critic, so like I kind of need yeah. that validation sometimes. Like, if someone's yeah. like, I'll be thinking yeah. like, oh, this sucks, or like, oh, like I I'm always thinking about what needs what it needs or like what how i can make it better or like the things right. that are wrong with it and it's like constantly mm -hmm. pushing 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 so sometimes it's nice and takes some of the nerves off when someone's like oh that looks good it's like really okay cool it's not trash yeah. like yeah. yeah 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 when i was working this weekend on that that rocket i i almost did the fine i almost posted the final product but i didn't because there's still a couple tweaks i want to make but i feel like instagram stories is a good way to go about that because you're like it's not the final yeah and it's not going to yeah. be here forever, but you can get feedback and then maybe make a change later before you post yeah. like the final as like an actual Instagram post, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, one of the things that, that when you're trying to get schooling and things, though, is that sometimes it's hard to know, like you said, you were bouncing around kind of like what you want to learn or what you want to spend money on, right? So because like, you can go on YouTube and you can watch EJ and you can watch... Grayscale guerrilla tutorials and mm -hmm. things like that, but mm -hmm. there is there are certain parts of school that are very valuable if you decide to go. So it might be kind of hard to say, okay, well, which part should I pay for? Should mm -hmm. I pay to learn like design? Should I pay to learn maybe go into uh, film and learn things about film? Like if you're not familiar with cameras and how they work and composition of shots, like you go that route. Um, I think it's really hard for people when they're going to spend that money to know, am I making the right decision? Is this the mm -hmm. right school? Is I'm going with the affordable choice, but is it going to be worth it? Is it going to give me anything better than I could get on the internet? Mm -hmm. You know, like and, uh, the first thing yeah. I, I was actually aiming to go to Brooks Institute because it was film. Cause I always had like an interest in doing that type of stuff. Um, and like now here I am doing like a bunch of shoot stuff, but like macro shoots and stuff. And I went there and then they were like, they saw my portfolio and they were like, oh, it's really competitive in film. You should do graphics instead. And then I was like, but I want to do film. They're like, well, you should do graphics because we think you have an edge. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to go to Brooks <laughs> for that then because their graphics department was really bad. But for me, it was like, that was like the medium where it was like more affordable, right? And then... um there was a point were they was, trying to fill the? Sorry, were, yeah, were they trying they, to fill that department? Is yes, that, and that's what I was going to say because oh. there, there came a point where they emailed me and they were like, 
oh, can we have the high res images of your personal work to put on our brochures? And I was like, okay, that's a really oh. weird red flag. Like I'm not going to. Yeah. I was like, um, first of all, <laughs> like if you do this kind of work, you should have it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, like that doesn't encourage me to think that you have like this type of education right. if, if, right. if i'm coming if you're putting stuff on your brochure of the things that i'm coming in with like yeah so that was really yeah. like yeah, yeah yeah so i'm i'm glad i like paid attention to like because it's because again yeah it's it's scary because you make one wrong move and like you're in debt yeah. and it's like hard to pay it off so it's like yeah i was really scared the whole time <laughs> that reminds yeah. me of being in middle school and going in uh to do band because i came in there you know, drums were probably my second choice. I really wanted to do like a, uh, like saxophone, and, mm-hmm. and I was kind—I kind of had my heart set <laughs> on saxophone. And what did they say? Well, we really think you should do French horn. We feel like you have the the lips for French horn. They're looking at your lips. I was like the lips. I was, like, and, and all it was <laughs> yeah, is they right. wanted to, nobody wants to play the French horn. It was, it was the teacher going horn. Yeah, could you just go like this for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got the list. Like, oh, yeah. The mm. Mm. So what's funny is when I met my ex-wife back in 2003 or 4. I love four, how this segues into like an ex-wife story. Yeah. she. I found out she was a French horn player. It turned out actually we were at some of the same competitions, you know, and at she different was high like, schools. Ooh, you do she have saw the lips those lips. French yeah. horn. Was like, but okay. guess what she said? She said, my... My first choice was not French horn either. I'm like, really? They're like, yeah. We they, they sat down and they were talking about instruments and stuff. And they said, you know what? You really have good lips for playing French horn. I was like, oh my gosh, this is a scam. Like they're it just is. trying to move yeah. kids to other areas. And Crazy. unless the parent gets involved and says, no, my kid is playing the freaking saxophone, it doesn't it doesn't happen. So that's why I'm a French horn player <laughs> and a trumpet player. But mm. you know. <laughs> Oh, Jeff, that was good. That was really good. He said, if I have a dollar for every time someone told me I had the lips for French horn. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so, new well, t-shirt okay, idea. so I have a, I have a mannequin question. Um, um, so you were projecting things onto the mannequins? Yeah. So this wasn't the Christina video, was it? Because I saw a mannequin projection video for a song called Christina. Oh no, it was it was ago, like but... a pitch that like it got to like the top one, but like at the end the the CEO whatever whoever top guy was like, this may be too risky for our our oh, uh, network. Ew. Like so it was like oh he must be working for Instagram. That <laughs> no, was like I think it was like oxygen or something, but like yeah, like uh, yeah, they were like this is too. But but it almost made it, so I was like ah. But but I didn't care because I wanted those mannequins anyway. But you've um you've mo- you've moved on and, and gotten different jobs and things. Oh, creepy oh baby! God. Wow. Okay, tell me about the creepy baby problem. Well, this was my uh, great uh, grandmother's or something. I don't know grandmothers. I don't know who this is, but is it's it in the bloody? family. This baby this, has been passed holds, down for generations, and I've lost the diaper. Of my great grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> So I like burnt the uh, I burnt the side of its skull for for a pitch. Oh shit! Not in the frame. But, All right. And when you are you a pyromaniac? No, I'm actually very afraid of fire. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah. So one, what was one Hanukkah, what was my the... hair caught fire? And... Oh man. So I'm traumatized. Well, what what, <laughs> what? So you burnt the baby on purpose? Yeah. 
Why have a heat prop? gun? So it's like not too. <laughs> oh, okay. It wasn't like, like it wasn't I'm like a fire. lighter. I mean, I'll still so, shoot stuff with fire, but I'm like really afraid the whole time. I mean, fire renders. Your renders are fire. Ah, but yeah. Ding. There we go. Um, so, so tell us about like tell us about your career path though. Like you, you have you mm-hmm. done freelance and working for companies? Oh yeah. Um, so, where did you go after school, and and what started your path? Um, so basically, uh, I had a professor, Steve Viola, and like when I it was like my senior year, I believe, and like when I took his class, like right away there was like a connection because like I felt like like mm-hmm. I really understood what he was saying and like everything he was showing was like super inspiring. I like took his class like super seriously and like I just really liked everything he had to say. So like I I really tried to make that class my focus. And at the Mm -hmm. time he was working at Method, but he ended up working in FX. Um, He like transitioned. Mm -hmm. So there was a point where he wanted to hire me and uh, it was because uh, I was doing, I did like this uh, ice time-lapse thing for one of his assignments and uh it was another one of those things where like people like came around and like looked at my screen and I had like a bunch of people <laughs> and I was like okay I didn't mess up <laughs> like, like, yeah like, like and then he saw and I guess he was like expecting like a student project kind of thing but like it looked good like or, or good enough I don't, I don't want to I, I, I feel like it <laughs> looks amazing good. but 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 like I guess it like made him I think that was the project that kind of like, made him see me so I think right. um so in the second semester when I was uh, taking his class, I uh, he approached me for taking a job at FX, and he wanted me to start um, before I graduated, but I was saying, like, uh, like I, I really wanted this job, and I really wanted to work for Steve mm-hmm. because, like, he was a lot of fun. Like, I really wanted to, like, see where that went because it felt like it would be, like, the synergy would be good. Um, mm-hmm. So, but he wanted me to work during school and I was like okay I need to focus on my school and I want to finish this and like like I kind of felt I had another mentor named Everett Campbell and he was always telling me like you know experiment in school like mm-hmm. you know focus on school don't be in a hurry to get an internship so I was never in a hurry to get an internship I only worked because I had to because I had to pay for my education yeah. and um, Everett actually helped me do that he recommended me uh, there's a point where my Cal grant got dropped and I had to come up with like 12k or else I had to drop out and I was like oh. freaking out um, cause they changed legislation. Um, it, that's a whole story, but anyway, Everett mm-hmm. really helped me out and, um, um, I did a good job there. And then that's when I was like first working and it was freelance and I was working for a uh, chromatic studio and they do like NFL type stuff. And, um, yeah, and I was like, oh my God, I can make this amount of money and like have fun. Like what? I was like, my mm-hmm. life isn't completely changed. Like I was yeah. busy, like I, I didn't have enough money that like I was a vegetarian for financial reasons. Like I couldn't afford <laughs> meat. Like it was like really bad. So like I remember I've I like got a salmon and I was like, ah, anyway. Um, so that was my first job just like working to, and I'd work like in the summertime and like spring break or any time that I could um, to help support myself through school. And then um, after that, like, when, at, during senior show, I, I was already, like, negotiating with Steve for this uh, FX role. And, like, it wasn't uh, until, like, maybe two weeks after I graduated that I ended up finalizing the negotiation and stuff and went to FX. And I was there for, like, maybe two and a half years as staff. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was really rewarding. And, like, I think it was definitely the right place or the right fit 
because like I really love doing like metaphorical and like raw imagery and stuff like that and like um so yeah I like learned a lot there and there was like it was just a really great place to like start because it was just so like it was the right brand for me to like get to experiment for like in a terms of like it was very rewarding for like my portfolio and also like for me me to learn because I was able to have the ability to like make pieces that fell in line with like what I wanted my brand my personal brand to be because I feel like it's really important to like make pieces that align with your voice so absolutely if, mm-hmm. yeah so like and that will get you more projects that align with your voice so it was really rewarding in that respect and then um after two and a half years I I left and I wanted to go freelance because I wanted to do like more main titles and stuff like that um or just try different things and like also like I was getting so many people hitting me up I was just like okay like I, I want to see like I felt like two and a half years like maybe I should like try this out so I've been freelancing and you know I love freelancing like I've been working everywhere like Elastic I've been working in Motion uh, Brand New School Logan um, Deutsch like all these all, all kinds of places everywhere Digital Domain like like basically everywhere so mm-hmm. uh, like um, yeah and like so I've gotten to experience different things and I what I really like about it is that you own your own time like mm-hmm. I feel like when your staff like the company owns your time and like if you yeah. like I feel like two I weeks like, vacation like isn't enough thought. for your for, yeah. for chores mental sanity like seeing your parents like going you know significant other friends like I like to be able to shape my time based on the needs of my life <laughs> so it's kind right. of nice uh, I'm not saying like staff is bad I'm just saying like that it's it's a really good pro to um uh freelancing so it's just so freeing it's, it's free. so absolutely yeah 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 and I think that really does a lot for your like mental state because sometimes like my style is like I go super hard mm-hmm. and then I like <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean like I just fucking yeah. clap yeah. Like, I'm just, like, yeah. so I like being able to like go super hard make some cool shit and then just go to sleep for two weeks like yeah you know? yeah it's like it's almost like you put so much into something that your brain literally like shuts off yeah at the end is like okay it's break time yeah you, you can know, get you're... sick now yeah yes okay that happens get... all the time <laughs> right like you finish something big or you get back from a, a really long uh not a vacation but you had to travel somewhere yeah. or, or go to nab or whatever and like all of the things you had to do are done, and your brain's like, "All right, now you can get sick." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you're you're in, running on adrenaline the whole time, mm-hmm. so your body's like, "Is it okay now? Can I like yeah. do this now? Yeah. Can I like collapse?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes the creativity actually be gets right better in those situations. Yeah. You got to pee again. Yes. Okay. I'll trade him off when when he comes back. Um, okay, so who are you working for now? I'm working for Logan. Okay. And um, what like what kind of projects have you been working on? And, and are the things that you're posting on your Instagram from there or are these independent things? Oh, well, let me look at my Instagram. Uh, the thing <laughs> from Instagram, uh, a lot of that is from Current. Um, and that and Current is like this amazing, like, it's basically an amazing gathering of like, um, oh, shit. I found the sunglasses. Well, that's, that's a, this is actually <laughs> my senior thesis. Um so like I try to take these with me everywhere, like so when I travel, just to remind myself. These these are like CVS five dollar glasses that I dipped in gold because yeah. I'm trying to say like you make your own gold, like you pave your own way. So because I had I went to school with people that were like wearing Prada and like all that stuff, and I was like uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> like yeah. But and anyway, you take them everywhere and like take photos with it or yeah, I, t- I take photos with it whenever I go on trips. So I think it's like, like a flat Stanley. 
Like what? Like Flat Stanley. Oh, I don't know what that is, but I don't know if people sure. still do that. It was uh he was a uh, he was a little he was a character a children's book character and uh about a, a a boy who was flattened somehow. I think a bookshelf or something fell on him. So he was Tragic. Flat Stanley and he could like go under doors and stuff. But Flat people Stanley. take Flat Stanley around and take photos oh, in different I see, places I see. with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, How I, we I get derailed. The flat Stanley? <laughs> well, we were talking about the glasses. She takes the glasses, and uh, I'll bring them up again to, to different places and mm. takes takes the photo, which is That's cool. cool. That's yeah, cool. I've been, yeah. yeah, I've been archiving some of them just so it doesn't get too repetitive on my feed. But eventually, That's... I want to like cut a bunch together. And... It's a much cooler flat Stanley. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what I was, uh, the reason it came up, because we were talking about Instagram. So some of the stuff that you have on your Instagram, like, uh, is so, you know, whether or not it's a mix of stuff from who you're working for or if it's if it's personal stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of that was done uh, with Current for Mezcal Silencio, working with Kenneth Kegley and Rachel Mont and Hachoy. Um, and they're basically all my friends. And it's, like, great because we can just, like, work together and, like, we have really good synergy together and everything is, like, there's a really good flow um, whenever we work together and like so all the mezcal stuff we did um, together and uh, this particular one um, uh, they saw something I did for the Americans which was for uh, FX and they were like oh, oh we want yeah, to freeze I forgot about that I Sorry, completely we, forgot so you you yeah. did the was it the intro for the Americans I uh, know it was a it was just a or, promo it was a promo, a promo ID that ended up becoming the episodic package as well um, and then Danny Yunt also expanded on it and did like shoots based on those boards as well so he he did some stuff for the episodic or he did the episodic as well um but yeah that was done at fx but um yeah so all this mezcal stuff is like really cool it's a really cool client and then just working with kenny and rachel and unha like it's always like super electric whenever we work together so and then the south county stuff was that was a more of a personal project side thing but um it was uh we all like got our desks and computers and brought it to like Kenny and Rachel's house and we just like experimented with paint for a month during like Christmas because none of us really celebrated that much so we were just like let's just make some art and like it was for um uh motion poems or something like that I'm I'm gonna get in trouble for not doing the right but anyway (laughs) they reached out to Kenny and like so he directed it and all that stuff and and um we all kind of created all these things and it's kind of hard to recreate because we all we were all mixing colors together and doing all these things. So it was, it was really fun and rewarding. Um, but yeah, the Mezcal stuff is more like definitely a different style, but it was always like these really cool things where like we would board out different things and then there would be like a massive shoot that would um, bring it to life. And there's then so I many shot things. some of those things, the, the Sorry. ice one at least. Yeah, and there's there's just so many things. I, what I like about your Instagram is kind of a mix, and you can see some of the photos and other things that you've taken, and it, it's really like it it really shows. I think kind of where your style and inspiration comes mm-hmm. from on some of these, based on some of the photos you're taking. Um, and it it's interesting because some people keep a separate feed, and and sometimes it's a good thing, sometimes it's a bad thing. Like I have a personal Instagram, and I have a like MoGraph instagram um but i think like in in your case it feels like your styles kind of mesh together like with uh photography and with experiments and with 3d or or whatever um is really cool so so what is your day-to-day like when you're when you're at work what are you doing for the most part and what are you working in uh so 
I'm all over the place because I, I do so many different things. So like, that's why I like working, um, I like working for Logan actually, they're really fun and brand new school also, but um, all these places. But basically um, right now, you were asking me what I'm doing for them right now. I can't name any projects because it's NDA, <laughs> but um, yeah. you know, one week I'm doing a macro shoot like in the, in the dining room. And then like the other week I'm like doing some stuff in C4D and then the other week I'm like animating or in the other week I'm doing pitch design boards. Like, you know, like, so it's always something different. I guess that keeps it interesting, though. Yeah, but I definitely, yeah. like, um, I love doing the more experimental, like, macro shoot stuff. But um, but I also, like, like, I love designing. Like, that's definitely, like, just boarding out stuff and thinking of the story and, like, helping find those, like, kind of, like, shock moments. Like, I, I like, or, like, edge moments, whatever that is. Like, I, I kind of really like doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, and if you go to my site on the... There's a mezcal um, thing that kind of like shows some behind the scenes of like some of the shoot stuff I did um, with the fish tank type things for. Uh, this is on on your website. Yeah, that's uh, cool. For cool. the one with the uh, the girl, man. But not oh, the man, real. There's so much more on your website too. Jeez, <laughs> wow, this is awesome. Okay, everybody, go to the website because you got to check this out. Man, you got. Everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, so so you have breakdowns of all of these. I'm trying, but but if you go up to uh, the girl on the left, not the top one. That's my reel, but this one uh, here. Yeah, the... if you go there, like yeah. So it's kind of like more like oh nice. Like the like I lit the uh, bottle with like my phone. Like I'm very like into like really like like. Like haphazard, trashy setups, like super, like cheap, <laughs> like, like right. you know, whatever works. Like that's my roommate, know? like or my roommate at the time. Like I was like, can I please dress you up, like <laughs> for the shoot, you know? Like and that's like my heat gun. So like, um, and that's like wax that I was like melting, and um, like we use like a three D print to um, put in the logo for that. And like these are just like boards and stuff that help aid the story. And like, right. But I'll like physically get stuff, like like. I'm definitely, like, really into, like, the prop aspect where you, like, sometimes it takes less time to, like, photograph something mm-hmm. and treat right. it than make a photo reel thing in 3D. So sometimes I'll For work sure. in 3D, but sometimes I, I would rather just, like, shoot something really quick, like, you know. Yeah. And sometimes practical stuff or, or doing things in other ways like this is, is a great way to get inspiration for other things. I mean, mm-hmm. I hear a lot of people that talk about that, especially lately for some reason. You got to draw your inspiration from other places. You can't just go to a bunch of other artists' Instagrams and expect to get some sort oh, of yeah. inspiration. I'm, I'm actually from- like really into the like, it's like anti-reference. Like I always do a yeah. search and try and find what's out there and be like, okay, I can't do any of this because right. someone already did it. And if I yeah. can't find what I want to do, that means it's good because it's not out there. I but, like that. I like that. Yeah, you that go to Google idea. and you, you type in what you want. Yeah. That's and cool. put like minus MoGraph. So like no <laughs> MoGraph stuff comes up in Google. Yeah. I mean, it is really hard to like do something original. And I think like a lot of times there definitely is influence, like subconscious influences too. So like, it's hard, but like, I think a general thing is like, I always try to like, like, it's okay to have a reference for mood, I think, but definitely Mm -hmm. not into like the whole copying thing. I don't like that at all. I've always been against it. Like if I ever did that, I'm I'm sorry. Like, but I'm always making a very conscious, conscious effort to like not 
do anything like that. Like, right. So yeah, that's why I'm I'm really into the anti-reference. And I think even like in school, I kept seeing people like they'd copy stuff all the time and like they'd spend all their time on Vimeo and I would just like never be on Vimeo. I'm like, I I spend very little time referencing and more time just experimenting. That's cool. Which, you know, for some people that's, that can, that can be a good, like, trait like in their career like if they if they work for somebody to be a technical artist so that someone can hand you something and say hey the client wants this mm-hmm. you know that's a good trait to have but yeah. then you're not drawing on anything creative you're just making what that thing is you're, you're not listening. coming up with you're doing what's right. asked yeah right i mean i definitely but, like i did all the grayscale gorilla like tutorials like that's what taught i really learned c4d from that so like i still mm-hmm. there's definitely a huge value to like the tutorials like for sure but you know. The 7-Up tutorial with the 7-Up cherries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, that, like, all kinds of, like, really, like, juicy things, like, where, like, like, yeah, that really, like, put me ahead just watching all that stuff, like, because I couldn't get that same education in school. Like, I got, I learned some things, but, like, that C4D education with Grayscale Gorilla was, like, by far, like, yeah. super good, so. Mm-hmm. All right, Matt, it's your turn to take over while I go to the restroom, so. All right. I'll be cool. back. What's your day-to-day look like? Uh, making a mess. Okay. <laughs> Probably getting my boyfriend mad because <laughs> I'm making a mess. Are you doing a, a lot the of the stuff shooting. at home? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I used to go to the studio too, but a lot of times they would just trust me to go home and shoot some stuff. I'd be like, no, it's going to be fine. Like, I'm going <laughs> to, like, trust me. I can do it. Do you it. just like, keep I'm... a bunch of equipment at home as well? Yeah. Wow, that's rad. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's rough because I don't know where to put it, but, like, <laughs> we have a lot of stuff. Like, the dining room is essentially, like, a shooting space, so. Okay. Like, don't okay. really have a dining table. Like, we have, the dining table is a shooting table. Like, there's no, but we eat at the coffee table anyway, so it's fine. But, yeah. Talk to me about, a, like, a, what's, what's the standard procedure for when someone is coming to you for a project? Um, standard procedure. Um, well, it depends, because I get hit up for so many different things. But mm-hmm. um, my first... Luckily, I mean, well, hopefully if it's more creative, then my first step is like developing the mood, figuring out mm-hmm. what the story is, like if I'm allowed that um, freedom to do that. Um, sure. And if not, then taking their idea and trying to make it as cool as I can to try and sell it. Um, so I always start with the idea footwork, mm-hmm. like not the doing, like I'm, I'm more in the, that. And then um, usually like if I'm going to do like a shoot thing, I might go to like, uh, like I learned this from like my roots were like, I didn't have that much money, so it was, like, I would go to the 99-cent store for, like, inspiration. So, like, I'll spend a lot of time, like, going to the thrift shop and getting, like, random props and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, things that are going to be unique for, like, these types of shoots. Or, like, um, it all it all really starts to fi- starts with, like, whatever the ask is, if it's a product or uh, a brand or, like, whatever it is. Just, like, dissecting it and figuring mm-hmm. out, like, what is going to be the key image, like, the key images that's going to define this brand the best uh, in the best way that's the most interesting. So I'm kind of like mm-hmm. trying to sew those little threads together. And like, that's kind of where I start with that. Um, if it's designed for a pitch or like animation, and it's just something where it's like, I'm just doing what is asked. Then I'm just hustling and trying to get it done. Mm-hmm. As, and I'm just taking orders and doing like, I'm the pencil. So sometimes you're the pencil yeah, yeah, yeah. and sometimes you're, you get to be like the artist, you know what I mean? So yeah. Um, is, uh, it, is a majority of your work, what would you say a majority of your work is? Is it pitch work? Is it design work? Is it, uh, what would you say? Um, well, a lot of times I'll have to like remind places, um, 
what my specialties are because sometimes like because I can wear so many different hats they'll just put me in animation so to tell you the truth like a lot of my jobs before were like animation which is not my specialty but mm -hmm. every time I do it they seem to be happy with it so I'm like <laughs> okay sure if you're happy I'm okay <laughs> like, yeah. like I'm always like Ugh, like okay so like a lot of times I'm doing animation but um but a lot of times I, I've been doing design um and uh yeah so uh, I've been doing more design jobs now. I think now that I've had more of like an internet presence, so I think like people will actually know where my specialties are. Right, but, right, um, right. Yeah. But I can definitely do a lot of animation. I think um, I, it's just been like quick pitches. Like sometimes the pitches are like one to three days. A lot of times mm -hmm. one day to like come out with a bunch of boards and like. Um, I think during the pandemic, I've been doing a lot more actually like um, branding type projects, like you know, like Target or like things like that, like products, mm -hmm. like trying to make like very clean, like 3D, like that kind of stuff, um, mm -hmm. which I don't really have on my website, but um, I've been doing a lot of that during the pandemic. Um, so I've been learning a lot about that stuff, which is interesting. It's nice to change things up. But sure. yeah, I think like during the pandemic, I've really just been grinding and like, cause that's all you can really do. Cause you can't really leave the house. So I've just been yeah. like, like I'm like a chill job, sure. Like I don't care. Like, yeah. <laughs> like if it's cool, I don't care. If it's chill, I don't care. I'm just grinding. Like I can't go anywhere. <laughs> That's funny. What yeah. uh, what would be your ultimate project? Yeah. Um, I've always wanted to work on a main title and get to like be more involved with the creative for it. Like I've mm -hmm. worked at Elastic on uh, main titles, but it's always on the animation side. So, um, and I've always like tried to do my best at it whenever handed those opportunities because I'm grateful for them but yeah like I, I definitely would love to like do more of that um creative side of it I definitely mm -hmm. get um opportunities to pitch more creatively for like promos and things like that but it'd be nice to maybe get that main title thing but I know like you know main titles don't make any money and stuff so it's yeah. like whatever like <laughs> which do you prefer doing like animation or like the photography like actual practical stuff i don't know like like the thing is like i really love cinema 4 like i feel like when i'm getting into cinema 4d i'm like oh i love this like this is great right. like and then sometimes i'm shooting i'm like oh this is great so sometimes i just i just like yeah. the difference like because sometimes you like to get hands-on and like touch the thing and like really mess with it and like mm -hmm. like break it or melt it whatever it is and get aggressive with it because you can really show that tension and you have yeah. like those happy accidents um but i also right. love 3d because you have such control of the lighting and the camera yeah. that you can't get in real life so I, I think i get i just love like i want to do more like learn more about 3d and like because i've been spending i think i've been spending a lot of time in the practical um mm -hmm. live action design area so like i think i'm starting to like since the pandemic we've been i think a lot of jobs have been moving from live action to 3d more yeah. Um, or yeah, more totally like, yeah. yeah. So I've definitely transitioned more to that. And I'm like using mm -hmm. my PC like every day. Like I have a 3D computer and then I have a, my design computer. So mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah. So I don't know. I love both. It's hard. I yeah. like setting up shots and doing stuff, but I'm a really lazy person. So, so like, I. yeah, <laughs> I'm not the type of person who wants to get all my gear out of the closet and the lights and make sure I have all the cameras, stuff, the plugs and everything Lovely. and drag it somewhere in the car and like, I like to sit down in front of Cinema 40 because all the stuff's mm -hmm. already there. Mm -hmm. For me, I'm lazy. I'm, I'm lazy. <laughs> That's why I shoot because sometimes it just takes less time and you have all right. this content well, yeah. that you can use. So I, I know it's a lot of physical labor, mm -hmm. but it's like yeah. it's less me mental and emotional labor. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. 
So I have a topic I wanted to bring up, and and I wanted to get y'all's opinion on this is a way that it relates to MoGraph. So I, it's about customer service. Now, I won't go on a big customer service rant, but I will say I've had a lot of issues with customer service lately. And it was really weird because it, it feels like it all happened around vacation. Okay, so like, for example, we rented the RV. We had problems with the RV. We had bad customer service as mm-hmm. far as the RV went, right? Um when I before I went out of town, uh, because of the problems with the power in Texas, I actually ordered two generators, and um, it was very specific on because these are very heavy, very big generators, like when they're going to be arriving, when they're going to get there, when we're going to, you know, they're like these are the the protocols for COVID with the delivery, and they're going to unbox them for you and show them how to work. You must be there at this time, or you will not receive them. And then they don't show up at all. You know, and then I get one late, and another one still hasn't arrived. Right? Um, I had a problem with Turbo Squid the other day, and and this is more MoGraph related. And it's like I went to buy that that rocket ship, and it was supposed to be FBX and OBJ. It was originally created in Blender, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like um, I get it, and there's no textures, and they're like, "Well, you have to open the Blender file and do this." And I'm like, "I don't." know enough about like just give me the textures yeah and then they're trying to to fix it three hours trying to figure out how one download blender open it up and then figure out how to export all the textures from blender yeah and, and i'm like and they're trying to give me all these ways to fix it i'm like i already bought another one as you can see it took and less time it took less I, I just i was i had to do it then that's the problem with turbo squid if the model doesn't work usually you got to get your project done another way mm-hmm. so it's like i just need the money back don't mess with me i like i've been a turbo squid customer for 20 plus years yeah don't mess i buy with stuff me. all the time <laughs> like don't give me a I'm hard time about you. this i'm gonna you know, talk you about you see. in my podcast yeah no I, yeah right do you. you know who i am no do you um, know who i am but but it's like okay like I I get what y'all are saying and I understand that you got to pull it from but I I can't do that and I already bought another expensive model mm-hmm. instead so just give me the money back. Um, another example uh, <laughs> in in this household we're big uh, Bath and Body Works fans. The yeah, candles. you are. Okay, love the candles and when they do their sales we load up on them twenty percent. You know yes he does that's right or the you know. <laughs> The three wick candles for half price and all that, right? Okay. So same thing, ordered a huge amount of candles and they just never showed up. There was like one box with one candle and then like some broken stuff that they sent and the bulk of it wasn't there. And then they wouldn't return. They would, they said, well, we got to wait till the end of the month and see if it doesn't arrive. And I'm like, well, FedEx never scanned it in the first place. They would not give me money back. (laughs) And then it's like. It's like it's not even about the candles. It's just like the money. I just need my money back, and they won't give it to me. And I have to call the bank. I got, um, you know, those Amazon problems. The generator. I, I had, uh, I had an issue with GoDaddy while I was gone. All of a sudden, my email wasn't coming in because oh I throw everything to a catch-all. And after twenty-something years of having it set up like that, yeah, didn't um, they I just say, update to a new, different type of uh, email server? They did a deal with Microsoft yeah. 365. I'm sure it was a big Dude. money deal. Mm-hmm. Outlook and, like, and well, Microsoft, yeah. like, Ugh. like Outlook will just like mess up your computer. I'm, I'm always telling people, just go to Gmail. Like, it's fine. Just use Gmail. Right. What's the problem? Like, stop right. using Outlook. 
Just go direct. And I have everything forward to there anyway, but I do a catch-all. If it's American Airlines, it's American mm-hmm. at, you know, and, and whatever, right? And and it's just a domain that I've had since 1999. And um, But all of a sudden, something breaks and you need customer service. It's like <laughs> the, the problem with that is I couldn't get into my account because the account was at an address that was a catch-all as well. So I couldn't even reset my password and fix things because of the issue. And then lastly, um, you know, I'm not a big fast food eater anymore, (laughs) but I had problems with DoorDash because I just wanted Mm -hmm. to order some food the other night. Here's the problem with food delivery services. If they don't... It's expensive. It's expensive. So That's the thing. It's expensive. You decide to... You you make the decision, is it worth it to pay a $10 delivery fee to get Taco Bell, right? You know what I'm saying? Not worth it. And and if, if you do, if it's one of those nights where... You just don't want to leave the house and you're going to make this decision. You're going to pay that money. You expect to at least get the food. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this this driver literally was in line and told me, you know, they said they didn't have the order. And then he left and marked it as delivered and charged my card. I think he just took the food home. And then so I have to redo it. And well, what happens when you have to redo an order? You have to pay tip again. Yeah. And you have to pay a delivery fee again. So yeah. getting a refund isn't enough because... Right. You're not getting that feedback. Four orders later, oh. I had all the food. I kept over and over and over customer service to the point where customer service flagged me and said that I was, you know, the, the, the system thought I was scamming them. I'm like, but you could see I'm reordering the things that are missing over and over. And the, But the thing is, in customer service, they don't understand that. And usually you're talking to somebody who works in customer service and they have limited power. you can talk to someone. Right. Yeah. The yeah. thing is, usually like, they're like chat, chat with us on text. DoorDash, yeah. I think, has the best customer service compared to the other ones. Like Postmates made me so angry. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm deleting the app. Like, I, mm-hmm. I really can't. Yeah. I can't deal with you anymore. Like, and they make it so hard to contact them. And I'm just like, dude, like, I'm so four four orders with DoorDash. I ordered again last night because it was like I'm going back on my diet today. This is the last, mm-hmm. you know, uh, this order some Jack in a Box. Again, two orders didn't get it right. And and it's like, but now I have to pay the delivery fee. And they, they're like, well, we gave you your money back. And it's like, right, but I don't have my dinner. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't yeah. matter if I got my money. I, I, if I want to order dinner, now I'm going to have to pay $10 delivery fee and a tip again. Yeah. But, but the reason that this relates is because when mm-hmm. you have a client and and you've got to provide customer service, that kind of customer service that like Amazon or DoorDash or somebody has is that's not enough. And I think that's why my standards are so high because mm-hmm. this is the customer service that I provide to somebody else. Yeah. I would only expect the same thing back, right? So I, my every time my go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna to say it. my my absolute best customer service that I got in the last week of dealing with hours of customer service online was GoDaddy. Yeah. Surprisingly. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm talking like they did. They got try on the phone and upsell you though, because they almost they always try and upsell me. They did, and they didn't do that. They got on. He walked me through every bit of the process. He sent me the article. Mm-hmm. We stayed on the phone. He made sure that I got it right, and he made sure that the problem was fixed. And then I had an old server that um, I don't update the Drupal database right. anymore on, and it got like 
suspended because I didn't update it and it's quote unquote vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And they still charged me for the server this year, even Mm -hmm. though it's suspended. Okay, we'll cut that off. We'll give you the money back. No problem. Like that's the kind of customer service Mm -hmm. that I, that I think is, is key. Yeah. Like I, I I always tell my kid, I always tell my kid. So we went to McDonald's the other day. Right. And I ordered the, the, what is it? What what is this? These stupid K-pop bands. They they have like a a McDonald's meal or something. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's just it's just ten nuggets meal a ten nugget meal with some special sauces, right? And so is it the Szechuan sauce or what? No, it's I don't know From what Rick sauce and it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's, I that's, uh, yeah, <laughs> I uh, I went and I was. They're like, what kind of sauce do you want? McDonald's does this all the time. Yeah, they always. I I have yet to go through McDonald's where they don't mess up my order. You know, like it is guaranteed that if you go to McDonald's, they will mess up your order every time, you know. And so Mm -hmm. I go through the drive through. There's no no, there's no sauce. And so I was like, really, you're going to make go inside to go get sauce. Oh, and not not to mention like so there. I hate this when when drive throughs do this to you. They're like, oh, can you just go ahead and pull forward and then we'll bring it out to you? You know, yeah, yeah. Because you don't have time to check it before they've walked away, for one. Right. And two, I've worked in fast food. I know what they're doing. They're just marking it as done and getting it out to you, you know, so it saves their, their time, right? Anyway. Oh, yeah. The B- the BTS meal. BTS? I yeah. love me some BTS. Anyway. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> so the, the Oculus Rift uh, Beat Saber thing. Oh, oh I love oh, Beat so Saber. Good. I actually play that. Yes. So, so I keep fun. telling my kid, I, I had to go inside and I said, can I have can I have some sauce and some barbecue and then whatever comes with the BTS meal? He gave me two sauces. I said, dude, you need to give me more sauce than that. I got 20 nuggets here. Two sauces ain't going to be enough. He hands right. me two more and they're not even barbecue sauce. I got no barbecue sauce. I was so mad. It was like this stupid little nerdy kid and I just wanted to punch him in his nose. But... And, and, and I digress. Oh, it's 50 I, cents extra. Yeah, per... I told my kid, I, to, I always tell my kid anytime a fast food, I say, if you're going to do a job, always do the job to the best of your ability, no matter what you're doing, whether you're working in fast food or whether you're working for a corporation, you know, always you do wanna, it the best you can. You ever want to mess with them like, like a prank in the drive through or like something? Every time. Like... <laughs> I always, I always want to like roll up and like do something crazy, like not, not like too crazy, but like mm-hmm. I always want to like lighten their day with some kind of weird shit. Like I don't know, I just always want to like throw them off. Like I don't know. But well, I that's, feel- that's why I advocate for for better pay for because these workers don't want. Of course, these workers don't want to do that, and that's yeah. a whole conversation for like a political podcast. But yeah. you know, I think the uh, worst okay. customer service is Wells Fargo and. uh Oh man! And uh, <laughs> David, dude, so, so like, Fargo. I would never choose to do business with them. Um, mm. But my my loan for my condo got like sold to them. So mm. uh, oh, that sucks. Yeah, and then like they like they cheated me out of like a ton of money or whatever because that's what they do. And then yeah. I like I've been I've spent so many hours on the phone with them that okay, so I got an Apple Watch because I was like I'm going to treat myself because I can't go anywhere. So that was like mm-hmm. my little vacation to myself with a purchase so 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 i got the watch and it told me i had 150 heart rate from just being angry talking to them (laughs) and it was like you should calm down like and i'm just like oh shit like i'm not okay right now i'm like i'm fuming like and i've I've just had to give up (laughs) eventually because like you should uh you should switch over to rocket mortgage 
like you Rocket Loan. Well, I mean, I guess if I refinance, but they yeah, can always yeah, yeah. like sell your Dude, loan. I, don't know. I refinanced through Rocket Mortgage. It was the absolute as stupid as it sounds and they were they're quicken loans right this episode brought to you brought by to quicken loans <laughs> and GoDaddy, apparently <laughs> yeah. um, take out money now. it is it was the best experience of my life dealing with loans right hmm. and i've had to use them for a couple of so the first one i just randomly i was like okay let's see how much the refinance is for what they can what rate they can get me right so when i first moved into my house my mortgage was like $2,900 and every six months or so from the first time I refinanced I'd hit up the guy who I refinanced with and I'd be like hey what's the rates should I refinance and he's like yes now you should my rate is now 2.25 yeah and my 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 payment has dropped $500 since I moved into my house but what's great about it is everything is done online I haven't had to talk to a single person on the phone, right? And then, so I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll go through them because I needed to, I needed a small little loan to cover the extra for our pool that we're building, you know? And so I'm looking online. I was like, I'll go check out Rocket Loans, right? And they're like, okay, you're approved. Uh, What's, what, what interest rate and what, uh, how many months do you want to pay it off? And so I'm like, okay, I'll click on this one and I'll see what they'll say. I'll probably have to talk to someone. They're like, okay, you're approved. Put in your bank account information. It'll be there in their three days. Wow. I didn't have to talk to a single person and I got a loan for $25,000. That's great. Yeah. But that, but that's uh, coming back to the customer service stuff. It's, it's, that's the dilemma, right? Like, if you're working, let's say, at McDonald's and you're mm-hmm. making low pay, you're mm-hmm. not going to be very encouraged to do. I mean, it's not your company. When I, you don't when care. I worked at Domino's, I was making minimum wage, seven fifty an hour, and I was I gave the best customer service I ever. I, I, well, I yeah, could. but that's a still that's be a, a nice personal, person. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. The, the it's a personal things, decision. Yeah. You you've got to you've got to decide. Okay, I'm going to be good at this job, but not just because of this job, but because I need to build a work ethic mm-hmm. that's going to improve as I go. I'm going to get a better job. I'm going to get better pay, but I'm not going to make that if I don't do anything to improve, like my work ethic in general. And and I think so that I, I started I'll disagree by with you on popcorn. the better pay by doing a better job because some of these fast food places will not pay you more no matter how good of a job you do. Like, of course. As uh, well underst- as the place that you and I started working together, that's, that's they would right. not American give you line. no matter how, the, they would not give us a raise no matter how good you cannot, we were. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Companies want to pay the minimum amount possible for the best amount of work. The only way, the only way to make a, 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 a make a dent in this world is to be your own boss and freelance. I'm serious. I feel you. That's serious. <laughs> yeah, you gotta. That's what I had to learn. Like, you have to move sideways. Like, you can't just like uh-huh. work and be super like great and like try to prove yourself. Like, it mm-hmm. just doesn't work all the time. Like, especially if you're young. So it's just like. I think a lot of people like just fall into that trap and it's just like, yeah, you just gotta like, if, like a, you close one door, another door will open kind of yeah, thing. Like, absolutely. You gotta move sideways. Absolutely. Like, 
That's but a- to bring it back to the customer service stuff as far as your own <laughs> business, as far as being a motion designer, yeah. the reason I bring this up is because you you have to be able to make clients happy in order to get that repeat business. Mm-hmm. Nobody sure. is going to – like if you use the DoorDash model of customer service, which is just apologize profusely with copy pasta right. every time somebody chats you, oh, we understand how frustrating this can be. Do you – do you be, did you just spend seventy five dollars on Taco Bell? Yeah, because you made a bad decision and you it's want like it buying you, Taco Bell in Iceland, right? Because you want it right. That and that's kind of what I'm getting at is like that kind of work ethic doesn't work for our industry. Yeah, and so customer service. If you have a client that brings you a fifty thousand dollar job, if you don't do it right, you're not going to get the return business. So it's important to keep in mind some of these things. And it's just mm-hmm. number one, you've got to be responsive. You've got to make sure that you're you know answering emails, phone calls, whatever it is. And balance the expectation at the same time according to what they're paying, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's not customers always right. You need to give me Pixar for $100. Right. But you have to be able to have that work ethic. And that work ethic is something that's not necessarily taught in school. Mm-hmm. So. When you go to college, they don't tell you necessarily how to deal with a client and how to make sure that no. they're happy That's and, true. and how yeah. to, you know, and, and that also comes into play when you're hiring somebody. If you've got a freelancer that you want to hire to do a job, maybe they have a badass reel. Yeah. But then you realize that their customer service isn't good because you hire them for a gig and I'm like, I thought your reel was badass. But yeah. then, like, it takes five days for them to answer an email. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they're not following directions well or whatever it is but customer service is something to keep in mind and when you when you have experiences with your own problems with customer service it's important to take that as a lesson and say here's what i don't want to do as a business here's what i don't want my customers to feel like mm-hmm. and and i feel like that just gets lost in corporate america and it is so hard and so i think about that as far as expanding and doing other things how do you how do you scale and keep customer service appropriate. Is it impossible? Because you you can't scale customer service for DoorDash because you can't talk to the owner every time you have a problem with your meal, right? You yeah. got to talk to somebody who has absolutely zero control and has you know a a what do you call it um uh, a skip logic sheet in mm-hmm. front of them uh, as to what how they're supposed to respond, you know, and that's yeah. not customer service. Did you know the louder you scream, like the <laughs> Like the louder you, like yeah, I'm yeah. not talking about words. I'm talking about just ah, like if you just scream, like on the hold lines or with these com- these guys, like the they'll computers. pick up faster and they'll deal with you better. Like Is that just, true? I, just yeah, literally scream like like Time Warner, <laughs> Spectrum. You just scream like for like fifth, like if you you won't be on hold for an hour. You you just scream as soon as they put you on hold, and they'll get to you in like ten minutes. I heard mm. that, and I don't know if it's an urban legend or whatever, but if you curse when the computer asks you what the problem is, you're more likely to get to somebody quicker. That's and I'm right. not kidding. Interesting. Like, the algorithm actually picks up curse words. Anyway. My rant about customer service is just to say it's something to keep in mind, and it's something to learn lessons from when you're having the problems. Because I'm not the type of person that likes to have some sort of hanging issue when it comes to a client i hate when a client is upset about something yeah Mm -hmm. like it actually gets to me emotionally (laughs) dave has to 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 go talk to other people that i've pissed off 
because that's she true. Doesn't like leaving it. That's happened a few I times. I have. I, mean, I have. I like to smooth things over. It's good What's to wrong? Vent with, because you know. like you don't want to explode at anybody. But I mean, like, I mean, like so far with my stuff, like I've never really had any issues with like, you know, people being mad. Luckily, but um, that I know of. But but yeah. but um, yeah, I'm always responding, and then you always have. I like always have slack on everything, and like yeah, it's like. <laughs> Um, yeah, but everyone's just trying yeah. to, you know, it's nice when you're working with a team where it's like chill and like everyone's like willing to joke and like even if it's a stressful situation, like everyone's still right. like good mood and stuff. Like, like if you're like a total downer, like it doesn't help the project, you know, like, oh, so right. like, uh, yeah, sometimes it's fun just like to not take things so seriously and just have fun while you're doing it. It's a definite skill to be able to keep the client, uh, I don't want to say under control because that's a terrible way to put it. But to be able to keep the client happy and, and to be able to talk them through something if there's an issue or, you know, because stuff happens, right? You know, something was gonna, is going to get screwed up. There could be a misunderstanding. We've never had anything super major, but, but still there are things that you have to smooth over. And honestly, most of the time it's because the client doesn't understand what, what, what is out of scope and what's not. Even if you tell them a hundred times. These are the steps. These are the amount of changes you get. This is the budget. This is out of scope. They'll still be like upset because of something that is their issue. But again, you're trying to provide that customer service. You've got to tell them how it's their fault without them thinking it's their fault. Mm -hmm. But yeah. anyway, I don't know if there's much more to, to say about that. But I, what that's going to segue into for me. Links. Links. Okay. Because the first link that I have today is, a, this is about, fully, fully about a company that is too big for its own good. And I I think we know that Adobe is too big uh, for its own good sometimes. Yeah, it is. And I really, really hate the fact that Adobe is at the point where... They can just do whatever they want because you're going to pay for it anyway. Yeah. That really irks me. Yeah. And the the situation here, and this is where it ties in, is Substance Designer. Mm -hmm. Because what did everybody say the moment Adobe announced they were buying Substance? Uh, Substance is going to go to crap or something like that. Right. Yeah. They're, oh, the whole thing's going to go. It, they're going to they're going to ruin it or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Right. And. And so far, it feels to me like there has been proof that they don't necessarily care. Because what you can get Substance now as part of the cloud package, right? Can you? That, that is, I think that's the new thing. I think that's what everybody's talking about. I, don't, I, don't I, I haven't do that. looked at cloud, but that's the rumor that I saw. Now, they came out with this video, and it's supposed to be talking about Adobe, Adobe's version of Substance. And this video, there's a couple things wrong. Number one, the the number one thing uh, is uh, the video. And sorry, I've got to clear some space on my computer before all my things crash. I did not even think about this today. <laughs> I thought about it before. Um, you got to clear space? About yeah, I thought oh. about it before we did the show, and I was like, oh, man. No problem. I, yeah, I completely forgot. Um, okay, if and if people have not, if you have not seen this substance, um, this substance video, you need to look it up because here's the first problem: is that they're talking about nodes. N O D E is pronounced node. 
this co- this comes back to quality control. It comes to caring. It comes to it comes back to all of this. How did Adobe come out with a video talking about nodes in Substance Designer if they're calling them nods? Sorry, yeah, I'm trying to do two things at once and clear my <laughs> and clear my. I'm from if I if I understood time. correctly, I think the people who the the studio who created it were based out of France or something. They were. Maybe they just didn't know. I okay, don't know. so let's say they don't know. Okay, Their accent. You know, right. this is this is an issue with quality control. I don't know if you want to call it customer service or whatever. But did anybody watch that video who knew what a node was? Yeah, I don't know. This is what I don't understand. Because this is this is um, an example of how I feel like Adobe doesn't care what really happens to, to substance. Because mm-hmm. if they cared about it, somebody would have seen that video. Is that not a, just a, a slap in the face to the people who are the team that is working on substance and is doing such a great job with substance? Mm-hmm. That this video comes out, they don't show it to them because anybody that was going to see that video on the team would have said... There's something wrong here. The substance team yeah. would have said, "There's something wrong. We, we, we. You're calling them nods. What the hell is your, what the hell is your problem? <laughs> like, do you not know what a node is? You're Adobe, mm-hmm. right? And and the yeah. team that's working on it, uh, the video. Have they not heard of a node before? They're making a, a, a motion graphics video, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so how does that how does it get to the point? Where they say, Espe- yeah, especially with all the people who are working on it. It's like, you right. know what a node is, you know, you every know- motion designer knows what a node is. Right. Did no one even like the person editing it be like, are they mispronouncing this? Right. Th- this is this anyway. is why I'm this is why I'm just so like dumbfounded right now, because I hate when people don't do the research. Like, right. It's, it's, it's such a minimum amount of research they have mm-hmm. to do. Like, yeah. So, okay, um, I think I got all my stuff running again, which is good, <laughs> just to make sure. All right. You can't buy, you, you can't do substance with the the thing. You got to pay an additional like 20 bucks a month oh. or $40 but a you, month. But you can still get it as part of the package if you add to, I, I think, right? It's, it's I mean, like you're adding cloud. another $40. Well, before, or, yeah. yeah, but before you had to like, yeah. it was like it was a separate program to install. Okay, sorry, I'm. I, I think we have proved that I am not good at doing two things at once, but I didn't want the entire system to crash there. So we're good now. Um, anyway, uh, to continue my rant here, the next thing that happens is people are looking at it and realizing, aren't those grayscale gorilla textures? Uh, I think Chad realized that. Yes. Watching it. And, and so he starts going through and like referencing some of the images that he has from these, you know, and it's like, and and the way they presented it made it seem as if these were default substance textures that you get. Exactly. And so there are some people that are like, well, I don't understand what the problem is. And it, it kind of makes sense and it kind of doesn't. Like, think about, let's just say there's a, a Max on video, right? And they're showing off somebody using Cinema 4D. And they're mm-hmm. showing them using the plugin of Grayscale Gorilla. Now, they're showing off something that you can buy to put in to Cinema 4D and use in Cinema 4D. They're not right. saying this comes with it. They're not implying that it comes with it. The, you know, it might be like, oh, you can install plugins, but, and you see it's in the plugins yeah. list. This is, a, this is more of the video is showing things in the library as if Grayscale Gorilla Textures are included 
in right. substance. And I, that's the right. difference right there. Like, how are you going to do that and put that in there? Do you not have good enough uh, materials that you can I'll, use of your own? I can tell you what probably happened because this is the same thing with the nods, right? Mm -hmm. You have a bunch of higher ups who don't know anything about the stuff. Who's just putting this all together and having worked with, you know, some bigger companies where it's like, Hey, we need these assets. And they're like, Oh, we don't really have any that we can send to you. Can you just make them make your own? And so someone was probably like, ah, we'll just take a bunch of assets that are already built and we'll just mock up something. I mean, it's all presentation anyway, not realizing that this is the way it looks like it's coming off as. Is there know? no legal department that looks at this stuff? You figure you that... think there would be. Yeah, like yeah. it's not a small company. For a corporation that big, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Even small or companies... maybe they don't understand it either, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I guarantee like you the legal lawyers, doesn't right? understand There's it. There's like specifically art lawyers, but... Right. It's just it's just an example of just the not, the just not caring. I just feel yeah. like it's it's just such a... It's just proof that they really don't care what happens to substance. They're buying it and they don't care about the team. I just I just don't feel like if anybody was overseeing this that they would mm -hmm. let something like that go. Like if yeah. somebody did a video for us and they called it Mograph. Yeah. <laughs> Ma. <laughs> some Mograph. Let's get some Mograph. Or what else did they say in their videos? They didn't call them parameters. They call them parameters. Yeah. Well, I'm like, what's a pair? Oh, they're they saying be, parameter. They could be European. Now, that, thing, that might be you know? a language thing, but it's like me yeah. saying I need to take my my temperature with a thermometer, and then I'm gonna go make sure that I'm not <laughs> driving too fast by checking my speedometer. I think Speedo. what's frustrating you is that, like, in our industry, we have to like pay so much attention to detail, mm -hmm. yeah. and like you can't get it wrong. So when you see so many yeah. other industries just messing up left and right, you're like, this is like for us, it's like such like muscle memory you know like it's just like you have to do it this way like how why are you not doing it this way like it doesn't make sense and we're like so logical we're like you know and then you're just like what are you doing it's like, just you're so just important like, yeah. like it's just such an important thing and like substance is such a great tool and it's so great for so many artists and like it just it just makes me feel like adobe literally doesn't care they just wanted to grab something else that they can charge you an extra 40 bucks a month for. They don't care about the actual art and about the actual it's, it's not like, and Chad, Chad was talking about this in Slack this morning, you know, that's when, and it really got me thinking about this. And he was talking about companies that care and companies that don't care. And like, look at, look at Maxon. Maxon literally cares so much about the artist's experience when you're inside the tool. And if you are having a problem, there's going to be customer service. You've got, I mean, you could hit them up in our, in our Slack and, and they would help you. They're going to drop everything to help you. Matt's got to pee again. And, what if I left too? And you're just and, like, what would you? <laughs> yeah, I'll just sit here by myself. So, so like another example, like you, you heard people talking for years about Maxon's UV tools, right? And, and how people oh, yeah. wanted better UV tools and Maxon didn't say didn't say oh well, it's just fine i don't see what the problem is they they said yeah we know we're working on it you know and i don't yeah. think that's what adobe would do i don't feel like they even care like i, I feel like anytime that i've tried to talk to anybody at adobe about anything it's so corporate-y and red taped that there is just there's nothing genuinely human left about it and that's what irks me and um the same thing applies to black magic now i have another link 
I, I will say that I like black magic products, even though they get a bad rep um, for being like the prosumer-ish kind of, of camera. Um, I really do like their products and some, and, mm -hmm. and there are some things that are really weird. Like when you want to download their software, every time it asks you for your email address, I'm like, I just need a driver update. You could, you yeah. could work in a DaVinci Resolve too, which I really love how it's like linked and like after working in DaVinci Resolve, like I used to do after effects for all my black magics. I mean, sorry for like shooting stuff. Um, but then once, it, once we got the black magic, like we've been working more in like, or I've been working more in like DaVinci Resolve and like, it's just like night and day. It's like, it transcodes footage so fast. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, oh my God, what have I been doing this whole time? So I, I love Black Magic. Yeah. I have one too, yeah. The, the problem is doing the, um, the learning curve on it because editing yeah. is way different. I even got it and I got this thing. Ugh, can't reach it. So check this out. This game free with it. It's actually called Speed Editor. It took me a long time to get it, but I oh, got this nice. little control that came free with it. Mm. Like, it's really cool stuff. It but... finally came. How'd you get that? <laughs> yeah, it took a while. It was on order <laughs> for like... that free stuff? Th they, it was a deal on B&H, but I had to wait okay, like four okay. months for it. But um, right. the back to the customer service part of it, um, there's a cascading effect that happens when you don't think about how an artist really uses something. So... I uh, upgraded this camera. I got a new Blackmagic 6K and uh, the codec is different on it, right? So you, mm -hmm. in order yeah. to play back any of your new footage now, you're going to have to reinstall all of their software. So I reinstalled their codec and it wouldn't run with Premiere 2019, which yes, I'm on 2019. So uh, I go to Premiere 2020 because I have it installed. I just don't use it because I have problems with it because again... Very simple things that just consistently don't work. Uh, everybody tells me I need to go to Resolve. Uh, Blackmagic yeah. codec doesn't work in there. <laughs> it says your codec is outdated. Really? Or, or Yeah, this only works with the new version of Premiere. I'm like, that's weird. So what? I get Premiere 2021. Okay. That's the latest version. 14, I'm sorry, it's 15.2. It's Premiere 15.2. Guess what doesn't work in Premiere 15.2? The Blackmagic <laughs> codec. It says this Ugh. only works in Adobe Premiere 15.4. Oh, I'm like, there is no, no 15.4. What does that mean? I look it up. It's the beta. It only works with the beta version of Premiere. She's fresh. So there's all of that. So now back to Adobe. I open up Premiere. You would not believe some of the things that they're trying to do with Premiere. And... I guess some of them might be good, but like it comes back to they're trying to appeal to the consumer. They're trying to do this, you know, Final Cut X. Like, just where's Final Cut now? Because oh they yeah, tried to like dumb I love Final Cut Pro, and when they went to X, it was like, ah, oh, you've ruined it. We need seven. Like, it's just like, no. Yeah. Like, what have you done? It's like I just need an editor yeah. that works, and the same thing with After Effects. Simple. RAM yeah. preview that doesn't work. It's like these companies get too big for their own good. So moving forward, when I'm working on my own things and my own companies and things, I'm, I'm like, what is going to allow this to scale in a way that is not going to forget about the reason that it's here? What is MoGraph going to be in 10 years? I don't know. I have an idea of what it's going to be, but what I don't want it to be is something that's so out of touch with the artist that everybody's like, screw these guys. I don't care. Anyway, yeah. I'll end my rant, but it just kind of all linked in the customer service, the different things, and 
Um, I hope that people keep that in mind uh, when they're working with their own uh, clients, customers, whatever you want to call it, because I think it's super important to keep them happy. That's how you're going to make money. End rant. I'm sorry. I went off for like an hour, I feel like, <laughs> uh, while dealing with this space on my hard drive. Um, so that being said, I'll move over to the other stuff here. I had a link two weeks ago that I wanted to talk about, which was Raphael Rao. He did this Game Boy render that was so awesome. It was like a Game Boy opened up in the different pieces. Mm -hmm. um, so it's called Love Letter. Check that out. And then also, I wanted to mention that uh, Teddy uh, came out with a new HDRI pack. This is uh, Rad Scientist. Came out with a new HDRI pack. And I just got to say, I love the marketing that he did on this. He sent mm -hmm. out an email and he's, and it said support ticket number blah, blah, blah mm -hmm. for HDRIs. And I opened it and it's like, gotcha, didn't I? <laughs> now that I have your attention, mm -hmm. here's our new HDR pack. Really cool. Um, so check that out. And now let's go back to you, Rachel. So we won't be talking about my rants anymore. Um <laughs> Let's talk about some of your favorites. This is MoGraph Recommends, and we want to ask you some of your favorite movies, TV shows, all of that. We're going to start, though, with your favorite movie. Any of these things can be either recent or all time. doesn't matter. It's up to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, God. I'm, like, drawing a blank. But um, I could start with the shows, because shows have really been doing it for me lately. Because, uh, okay. like, I really love The Boys on Amazon. I've heard good things. Oh yeah. Dude, I love I love how like they go super dark like dark humor is really like I love that stuff. And I, I love all the Marvel stuff too. So I love all those movies. Like I love how everything is like so linked together and like well planned. Like it's not rushed. Like mm -hmm. um so I really love that stuff. Um I know both of them happen to be superhero things. It's not like I'm super into superheroes or anything. I just really love um the storytelling in those. Um as for movies, I mean let me see. Uh, yeah, I have to think about that one. I mean, I, I've just been seeing like Marvel movies. So. <laughs> like, that's what I go out to pay to see. You know what I mean? Hi, my name is Sashia Dumont. I'm a writer, actor, and filmmaker. Hi, my name is Paul Robinson. I'm a director, DP, and filmmaker. We are the creators and hosts of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, an online source for all things indie film. We are a husband and wife film team and co-owners of Send3 Productions, and we started this podcast for filmmakers like ourselves who were producing on micro-budgets with Skeleton Crews. Go Gorilla is a weekly podcast that features various talents in TV, film, and web series productions. We've interviewed filmmaker powerhouses like Kestrin Pantera, Richard Raymond, Alex Ferrari, Cassandra Ebner, and Ryan Connolly. Amazing actors like Hannah Ward, Lou Taylor Pucci, Chris Wataski, and Eileen Gruba. Groundbreaking cinematographers like Jody Lee Lipes, and Jessica Lee Gagne, and many more. We also offer weekly reviews of our favorite films and shows, which vary from low-budget first-time filmmakers to A-listers and everyone in between. Go Gorilla is proud to announce that we have officially joined the MoGraph Podcast Network. So if you love filmmaking as much as we do, tune in every Sunday for a new episode of the Go Gorilla Filmcast. Your, your source, source for, for all things indie film. film. Now available on the MoGraph Podcast Network. So, because it's such a nice experience. So I don't know what's going to happen with the movies with them. All the pandemic transitions and stuff like that but it, it's always fun to like go to the movies and like be around all these like super fans and everyone's screaming at the same time and like yeah that's just such a nice ride so and kevin says that um 
The Boys is oh, good, gosh. but he will never stop talking about Breaking Bad or The Wire. Apparently, neither will we on this I'm show. Oh, yes, good. Not. It's classic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we kind, of, we kind of covered movies and TV shows at once, which is awesome. Um, what about favorite music? Um, I really like Zoo, Z-H-U. Like, I, I love, like, when you go to his shows, he does, like, these amazing light shows. Like, sometimes, like, his music just sounds better in person. Because um, I know some of it can just sound, like, too much electric. But, um, yeah, I really love that stuff. Like, cause his light shows are just so cool. And they have, like, an actual saxophone guy and, like, uh, a guitarist also. So he's like, does electric music, but he also has, like, these real musicians there. So I, I, I always really love his work and then um i like glass animals because their lyrics are really off the wall glass like animals. they have one song about like pineapples and like one's about pork soda and it's just like really weird like concepts and it's just strange so what kind of I, uh what kind, of, what kind of genre is that glass animals i don't know it's probably i, I don't even know what they are uh, <laughs> like i just love their lyrics like it's just like they're just like they have this one song where there's like pineapples in my head and it's just like okay like that's crazy but I like it like <laughs> is, is, is so they're a pop band yeah they kind of do a little bit of rap but do they're you, also but I also like the weekend too speaking of yeah but, I like okay. some weekends it's pretty good everyone loves the weekend what about um, K-pop of course you know um I don't really <laughs> listen to much K-pop but whenever I listen to it I'm like oh that's really catchy it's like very catchy it like is. I always love it like when I'm listening to it but I usually don't seek it out but right it's fun yeah, to play I, I beat saber too yeah. i haven't i don't even know if i've listened to bts but yeah i don't yeah the bts beat saber pack is freaking fantastic like I, if you're into beat saber yeah, i love beat saber even if you don't know their music like now i know their music it's great um but speaking of which video games what do you play yeah beat saber. i'm like i'm like answering <laughs> these questions right. like ahead of time sorry it's all good um I really loved Assassin's Creed, like all those games back from like one, two, and three with Brotherhood and those ones. Like, I really loved how they like intertwine like history and like actual like historical places into their story and then also mixed it with like weird shit. Like, I, I don't know. I just like sci fi. Like, I like when you have two genres and they mix them together. It's and not Sonic. Just, like one formula. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog. Although they're completely different now than they were, they're definitely catering to a younger audience now before yeah. it was like he was actually cool. Like, if you see the movie, like, he's like, it's definitely like lowered down to like, like, I still enjoyed the movie, but it's definitely like, you can tell everything's like not. He's not the bad boy Hedgehog now. He's more yeah. like, ah, like, mm -hmm. like I don't Got know. To like, go fast. Now, so I don't, I'm just like, do you think they'll bring you Gonded Knuckles into the next one? I'm worried because like they, they ruined him. They like they like made him super ripped and made him like the formula dumb guy. But like in the original series, he was really smart. He was like the smart serious one. Oh, yeah, Whereas yeah. later, like he's like super buff and dumb, and they're falling into that trope of like oh, they, like strong people are stupid. Like I I don't right. know. I just don't like that. Like yeah, this is watered down now. Yeah. But I appreciate them because that's why I got into art. But. Yeah, that's, I, I could rant on forever for this. <laughs> Do you listen to any podcasts? No, I just yeah. sleep. <laughs> that sounds like a better option, honestly. Yeah, it really does. I, I really want to get into more, but I'm just always working, and then I sleep, eat, work, and then yeah, it's it's hard to even fit in exercise. So yeah, I, I like that like... life. <laughs> what don't your... have kids? They'll completely ruin that life. Oh, I'm not excited. <laughs> Don't I listen cat, to him. You know? Uh, what about... Uh, 
Wow, we're all over the place on the on the list. I'm trying to. Which ones have we not covered? Uh, favorite plugin. What's your favorite plugin to use? I like Sapphire, but honestly, like oh. I usually don't use that much. Like Sapphire will add like another layer of like it'll make it look nice and premium. So I like I really like it. We also have Red Giant, but um, yeah, I usually try and steer away from it because sometimes when you work at studios, they may not have the license right. and it's a whole headache, especially with work from home because you gotta you gotta fight the IT guy about it and then it never happens. The amount of time it takes them to get you that plugin, the job's already done. So it's yeah. just like yeah. there's no time for plugins a lot of the time. Um, yeah, but it definitely like yeah, Sapphire would really make something look nice because they have they really have chromatic aberration down. Like it looks really yeah. good. And that's but, one of the um, things that I've always liked about having packages now like Red Giant Universe is either somebody's going to have all the plugins or none of the plugins yeah right like you don't have to worry <laughs> right. about it as much because sometimes it's like man i could make this look really good if i could just use this plugin but i can't because yeah i have to give this project to someone and they don't have it right yeah. so yeah and then they're gonna have to redo the work that you did so like yeah. like i had a recent project where like, i had to redo because i didn't have that plugin even though i really like that plugin because i'm just i'm paying for this one and i don't want to pay for that one like and then like again the it stuff so like yeah a lot of times I really just try and stick to making it simple and like as best I can and try and like just experiment with stuff. And I usually like never get to the plugin aspect of it. I'm sure that's not like, I mean, some people love plugins. I'm just, I'm just, uh, and I never have time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, app, what is your go-to? What's your muscle memory app on your phone? On my phone? Mm -hmm. oh, Are um, you an Instagram person? Are you a TikTok person? You know, I was like, not really like, I don't know, I've been trying to get more into social media now because uh, I, I was talking to this really good artist named, he goes by like Stylo, I think you probably heard Oh yeah, him. Stylo, like, I'm trying to get yeah. him on the show. He's great. But yeah, he like messed me, he's like, your social media sucks. Like, he's just like, he's That's... just being honest with me and like being like, you're like, he's just trying to say I could do better. Like, like he's always complimenting my work, but he was like, he's just trying to say like, you need to get better on your social game. So like, from that point, I was like, ah. He's right. I'm going to try. So then I made my profile, like, not private, made it public. Like, I did all these things. And, like, so I've been slowly rolling into it. And, um, yes, I use Instagram. Uh, I recently got Twitter, which I am very, like, not in my comfort yeah, zone at all. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I use Messenger a lot. Like, I don't really use Facebook. But um, I use LinkedIn. I know you were talking shit about LinkedIn, but I use LinkedIn. Yeah. But, but... Oh, we've gotten some gigs from it. It's, it's just. We've, yeah. Two of our biggest gigs ever we yeah. got from LinkedIn. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's but, there's, but it's, it's just very corporate-y. Yeah, and, and you know it's it's hit or miss like that, right? Like you're you'll get one big thing and then you won't get anything off of it for a year or, yeah. or something. Yeah, I usually just keep it as like it's like my notes for myself, so I know where I work through the year when I'm doing taxes. <laughs> like I yeah, just fill it out because I'm like I need to remember I worked here, here, and here, and like this yeah. is sending and out, and this is not. So like it's really just like a note page for myself, but. That's yeah. your CV or, or uh, it's a place to you make sure that you can mark your work anniversary because mm -hmm. that's so important. <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. seen a lot of people get work anniversaries and they're not, not even working at that company anymore. I'm yeah. like, you don't right. even work there anymore. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Just don't update their LinkedIn. I don't know what to say. I'm like, cheers. Like, It's like my sole proprietorship was, was called Cossum Media. And and like it's just been on my profile for like ten years, and people are like congratulations on ten years with Cossum Media. I'm like, you don't know me, do you? Yeah. And why does it matter? Like, why is it a why is a, a year anniversary like a big? I don't know. 
have you gotten like some weird requests like to add you on LinkedIn? Cause like I've had some really weird ones. Mm-hmm. Like there's always like one where there's like some guy and he's like sweaty and he's in front of like 60 <laughs> monitors. So like, and I'm just like, I don't know if I want to accept this one. Sweaty <laughs> in front of, <laughs> Please, yeah. he's like comic book guy. Yeah, he's like super like I get some really creepy like like yeah, so um maybe it's different when you're a girl, you get some weird like like they're always like sometimes like some of my friends that are also on LinkedIn that are girls, like we'll all get tra- that guy will like try and add all of us and I'll be like, Yeah, I saw that guy and it's <laughs> just right. like I'm yeah, so like that happens a lot. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of creepsters. Um, okay. Life hack, mm-hmm. the big one. Uh, Mitch Meyer says, turn the toaster on its side for some bomb ass grilled cheese. What? Sounds like a fire. It might be, <laughs> or it might be fire. That's one of the two fire. Your fire extinguisher near. Yeah. So what would you say? That's do you, bag. do you have, it could be either like a productivity thing. It could be something about like something random, like the toaster, but do you have kind of a, a life hack? I feel like you, I feel like you do. I have several, but I mean like. Uh, what's it called? for mental health? Do a brain dump and write everything you have to do on a piece of paper, like, and then like organize it and like set it up by, like, write a calendar for like the week and like organize it and put everything in there and like step by step everything you have to do, whether it's projects, life, car, whatever, mm-hmm. and like just keep it organized and do that every single day, and that will help you when you're like super overwhelmed. Cause sometimes when I get like really overwhelmed and like stress and stuff that really helps keep me in check mm-hmm. you know, cause you're constantly updating your schedule. I know it sounds like super common sense, but honestly it's like that really helps like keep my head together. Totally um, agree. Another thing is like, if you suffer with camera shake, you could like when you're filming something, you can get pillows and you can like make sure you're walking on the pillow only. Or like if you're kneeling down doing like some crazy thing, like if you just kneel down on the pillow, it'll reduce and oh, soften okay. that camera shake. I like so that sometimes one. that's a life hack for you. So I have like for a sure. dirty ass pillow. <laughs> that's like it just looks terrible. It's like paint all over it. Doesn't have a pillowcase mm. on it. But um, yeah, like that's that's a good life hack. With I the think. writing the things down. Oh man, I'm telling you. Yeah, like Scott says, the, it's the GTD technique. Uh, it's getting things done. And if there's one thing that I've taken away from it, because I, I I don't do it to a T, but if there's one thing I've taken away from GTD over the years is the writing down. Even if you're not putting it somewhere, even if you're not categorizing it, even if it's just one long, big list, your brain, if it's not written down on your outboard brain in the back of your head in your subconscious is going around in circles trying to remember, don't forget about that thing. Don't forget about that thing. Don't forget about Mm -hmm. that thing. And then when you multiply that by a hundred, you're stressed and you're like kind of irritated and you don't know why. You're like, why? Mm -hmm. I'm so uptight. And it's like, oh, that's because I'm trying my my subconscious is trying to remind me of all the things that i have to do because it's afraid i'm gonna forget which is even worse if you're like adhd you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah that's a good one that's a good one yeah and i've had people like look at me and be like why are you making a list like you're wasting time doing something when you could be getting those things done and i'm like no this makes me so much more efficient like absolutely yeah. if and and yeah. like if i do this i can stay on track because like if I don't, then like it's it's much harder harder to manage. So it really helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think that it is time that we do the drop. Let's do the drop. All right. The drop. 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 Is this the fucking mic? Drop. This is exactly what I should be doing. <laughs> 
What's up and welcome to this week's episode of The Drop, your weekly source for all things NFT and crypto art, as well as upcoming drops by notable people in the MoGraph industry. I'm Matt Milstead, joined by Dave Koss, and joining us this week is Rachel Brickell. Um, Let's get into some drops of this week. Hold on, let me bring up my uh, my list. My list? Um, oh, you, you know, know what? what's funny? What? What's what? up? No, no, no. no I was going to say, I'm very proud of Nifty Gateway this week super proud oh they they got you I, your your stuff on time they they, no, they were listening to you i mean yeah they were they they did have it on time of course i also waited until super late to actually get my list together but i'm i'm very i'm very proud of them they only have one person per day every day with the exception of one day you know mm -hmm. and i think that's really cool they're they're lessening the amount of drops i think it's awesome i think that's great i think that's the way to do it yeah. because then you focus on that one particular artist and stuff like that you make it all about them which is awesome that's good that's the way it needs to be so um yeah uh starting off um a nifty gateway 628 that is today monday um an artist that goes by the name of thank you x um is doing a drop um uh thank you x does is all about this like mixture of like actual physical art dave can you click on the thank you x uh twitter account and you'll see mm, one of okay. the pieces that they have done if you go down that one right there so mm -hmm. this is like an actual physical piece that they've embedded like a Ooh. digital piece into it as well yeah kind of neat so uh yeah it's like a physical artist going into the nft space and stuff like that i think it's really neat so uh interesting to see what they actually drop this week mm -hmm. um tomorrow 629 they are doing a nifty pride um uh to celebrate pride month uh they're releasing five different collections bringing you together some of the world's biggest creative visual and musical artists in celebration of the lgbtq community which is very cool cool very excited about that um and then uh july 1st uh we'll start off with mr doodle mr uh, doodle and it, i mean y'all should know people should know <laughs> mr doodle i love mr doodle yeah click on uh Ooh. so wow. like a lot of doodle probably seen um a lot of mr doodle's work around like social network and stuff like that you know is a really prominent like physical artist you know in in the space which is cool it's neat to see mr doodle do an actual like nft drop and stuff interesting to see what it'll look like um that same day uh woot woot gavin shapiro is doing oh, another drop yeah uh, super excited to see what he is dropping. Flamingos. Uh, I don't know exactly. I don't know if it's going to be flamingos or penguins or something like that. Is it what's on maybe. the screen here? Is it this thing? The, the it could be it? it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, yeah so he's going to be introducing stuff leading up to the opening. Yeah. In oh, in so interested so. to see what he drops uh, July 1st. Is but this we love Gavin Shapiro. Yeah, is this his first nifty or no? I can't remember. No. I own I I bought like a couple of Gavin Shapiro's things. He's done several drops. Yeah, I couldn't remember uh, if he's on, on Nifty, Nifty or not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they've all been on Nifty. He's uh uh I've I've made some money off of Gavin, which is great, <laughs> you know. Um so yeah. Uh on the second Mr. Misang, I believe is how you say the name. I probably butchered that. That's uh, but kind of right. neat little like digital and or uh, uh, like glitchy animation stuff. Very cool looking stuff. I like it. 
you know, that's uh, on July 2nd. And then finally, July 3rd, I'm going to assume the name is pronounced Noise, N-O-I-S-7. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. You know, all these, these people using these like, numbers for letters. Right. Names. So uh, this is a trailer of the upcoming Woke Up in a Dream dropping on the 3rd. I didn't really look through it. I just put it in there. But yeah, a lot of like still images and stuff like that. Looks very uh, uh, Josh Pierce um, esque mm. or uh, uh, Stuzor esque, you know, those little landscape ones. So pretty neat stuff. Uh, next up for Maker's Place, um, 629 tomorrow. Uh, uh, the, um, what is it? The athlete. Kyle Lowry uh, collaborated with Corbin Portillo uh, to do like a uh, drop inspired by uh, Kyle's uh, like uh, uh, career in. Uh, well, this is cool looking. Basketball? Good <laughs> guess. <laughs> You're like, ball go far. Ball go far? Yeah. Uh, it's so just yeah. like me. I know nothing about sports. I know. Like, I could not all. tell you. I couldn't care less about sports. I don't even know why. I mean, this looks really cool. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. Yeah. But I'm no. just saying, like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know anything about sports. Interesting little uh, collaboration there. And then on the 20, we got Frenetic Void. I freaking love Frenetic on, Void. On the 30th. Wait, on the 30th? On the 30th. The 30th. Yeah, sorry. Okay. The 30th. Um, the 30th that we've okay, got Frenetic Void. void. Yeah. Frenetic Void. Gummies. A, a drop. Uh, I, I love Frenetic Void's work. I, I think. They are they're they're one of my favorite uh, uh, digital artists out there right now. Right? Is it gum, gummy, and gum come together as surreal hybrids? Okay. Yeah, frenetic void creates these like super like I don't know, just weird and like really surreal looking stuff. And I I just dig their work. I dig their do, work. Do you think that uh, he he also took gummies? Well, if, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I probably maybe hmm, there's yeah. a good chance of that. Yeah. Uh, and next up, uh, oh snap! First, our boy David Ariev is. Uh, if you've seen the down on the render farm video that he did for um, his course for School of Motion, mm-hmm. uh, he is auctioning it off as an NFT. Like this is nice. this is it's such good work. Yeah, uh, yeah you got hit yeah, play. There we go. See that beautiful bee. And all, the, all that all beautiful the... bee footage. She gorgeous. <laughs> right? I love it's this. It's so pretty. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. love what he did with like the servers on the... Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. It's so good. Love Super it. Super dig it. So, yeah, he's uh, releasing that on the first. So, yeah. Uh, that's it as far as the main drops uh, for community drops. Uh, Smearballs is doing a drop on the 30th on Super Rare. Um, did a collab with Eric Andre, which is super cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I kind of want to pause with... this and break it down. Like, right? oh, we got the audio. So going. there's there's Eric there Andre. Yeah. Did I uh, did he there's 3D Eric scan him? I guess. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. You know. Does that guy have we, an arm we had coming the, out of his butt? We had the pleasure of working with Eric Andre on a piece for Adult Swim, oh, which was a lot of that. fun. Oh wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, heard up. Wow, so, I forgot uh, about that. Yeah, super great to work with. Uh, super fun guy to work with. So, um, and then, yeah, so that's, <laughs> uh, that's the one that's dropping on Super Rare for Smearballs. You know, that's loving. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I got for the drops. Um, I do want to mention, though, that 
uh Beeple released yeah. his new uh his new project. It is what's what's the name it's of it? It's we dot new. We dot new. We right. knew. And we knew. Uh, he so, did like a teaser the other day and I was like, what is this? Yeah. Uh, and then it was announced and it, it's basically like uh doing NFTs for events, like yeah. historical so events. Sports or events and, and, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which is cool. So they're like you know, like on the page right now, you can see there's editions of one, 20, 50, 100, 500, which is cool. It's like owning a digital, you know, collector card for sports cards. So do you like get that. like a photograph? Like what is tied to the, the blockchain on this? You get the uh, photograph of I'm, the moment. Do you own the moment itself? Like how does that how does that work? I honestly don't know. Um, we should have Mike back on the show or talk to him at camp. But I'm mm -hmm. assuming. See, so. I haven't had time yeah. to really like look into Auction. it. I'm sure it says. <laughs> okay, so it includes the play tennis with Andy for 30 minutes at okay. Old England Club, uh, two VIP tour experiences, and center court tickets to Wimbledon Gentlemen's Final 2022. All five NFTs in the Andy Murray and Wimbledon series, physical art artifacts of all five. So that's probably the physical one that you're looking at right there. Our team. Uh, Wimbledon 2013 program signed by Annie. Wimbledon 2021 poster signed by Annie. That's cool. So you get all these like additional physical things as well, you know, as the NFT and stuff like that. So that's that's cool. That's good. See, and I think the uh, the physical aspect of the NFTs will really help people who are having a hard time understanding the NFT space and stuff. Oh my gosh, look at Mike. The, that's all. I was going to say the accuracy of this drawing of Mike is not right. <laughs> I mean, he's not dressed like an accountant in this photo. No, he's not. Uh, really. Yeah, it's yeah. weird not seeing him with an eye on. That's funny. So, but that's cool. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited for Mike and like this new endeavor and stuff like that. I mean, you know, it's oh yeah, it's raining over oh, here. Oh yeah, now. it's raining here too. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Rachel, uh, you into the NFTs? Um, actually, I just like finished one i wanted to post last night but i wanted oh, yeah? to work on the sound a bit so I'm, where are you going to be I'm posting on, it yeah uh i'm actually on uh foundation okay okay yeah so i'm on uh it's just rachel brickell just my name but um yeah i'm going to post something maybe in a, a week or two um i don't know let me look at my schedule <laughs> <laughs> do you have the but account yeah, do you have the foundation uh, account we can link to it in yeah. the show notes yeah. Here you go. Actually, I yeah. uh, I am putting it in the chat right now. There you go. Oh, you found it. I did. Yeah. Sweet. Oh, okay. Just your name, so it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least I hope cool. that's you. Do you put at in it? Is that? No, that's that. Uh, that I think I they do. And paste it. I yeah, think I it is an at, right? Yeah. Oh, let me look this up. Yeah. Uh oh. Out the app. Uh oh. Look who's here. Oh, hi, Dorpy. Hey, Matt. I uh, just got back Going from out. vacation and. Uh, I got yeah. a little R and R in my uh, pup tent. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you, know, you know, what's a uh, is R and R? I think he scared him away. <laughs> That's a big bird. That is a big bird. That bird up. I think he's really <laughs> scared. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> I uh, hi there, bird. I, I think he's a little shy. So I just sold my uh, one of my NFTs for 0.1 ETH. So I'm gonna quit my day job and I'm gonna do it full time. Oh, I love, 
I love that there was a second bird. Wait, you just sold it for 0.1 ETH, so now you're retiring? Wait, what? I'm confused. Yeah. Say hey, that again. Yeah. Ah, I sold it for 0.1 ETH, and I'm going to quit my J job and do NFTs full time. Okay, cool. Yeah. What's your full time? What's your What's your day job? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> but anything is possible. Oh, gosh. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got to get out of here, though. I got to start investing all this crazy NFT money I'm getting, you know? Got to roll over into my 401k. Oh, my gosh. All right. <laughs> Rachel. It's going to be raining ETH pretty soon, you know, like right. in the music videos. You know, like, I like big mutts and I cannot lie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, I'm scared of the bird. Bye. All right. You should be. <laughs> Where oh can I ask where you get giant bird masks? Oh, Amazon. Amazon has everything. Yeah, well, I guess that's true. So, that's so this true. one, this one really smells like latex. Like they tell you, like oh, it'll have a slight latex right? smell, but you yeah. can smell it out of the box. Like the box isn't even open; yep. you can just smell it. So it's really a bad. I bought one of those horse ones that everyone had, you oh, know, yeah, traditional, and that one just stunk. I could not keep wow. it anywhere because it just stunk up yeah. whatever room I had it in. You got to keep it yeah. outside and like let it air out for a while. Yeah. That's yeah, how the totally horse mask ones are that everybody has. The big horse faces. Yeah. 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 The, all yeah the that's rage. what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Was so oh, that's what it was. It was a horse. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was the horse. I missed one. that. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's also these other ones that you can get now that like go perfectly over your face. So you look like a person, like the mouth and the eyes and everything fit yeah. form. Yeah. Super Weird. creepy. Super yeah, creepy. Dave, I gave you a really good still for the uh, the drop uh, oh, <laughs> thing. What's I the... was going like this. Why? <laughs> you know, I don't know. So I oh. figured you could. Uh, oh, you okay. Know, use that for your little your photo cover oh, or okay. whatever. I'll look for yeah. it. I'll look for it. Make sure. Look yeah. your smile. I got to say though, I've been using an app because I was using uh, yeah. what is it called? Um, I've been using I was using Topaz to try and upscale. So yeah. there is this there is this app, and it's it's hit or miss, but it really does do a pretty freaking good job every time. Yeah, it's called Remini or Remini R E M I N I, and it's so good that I take my photos from you and I put them in my phone to do the AI upscaling. It is freaking fantastic you can take photos like crappy compressed photos from a long time ago and it does this voodoo where it combines ai with photos of other people to bring out like mm -hmm. eyes and like recreate features so it's not always perfect but it's, it's really fun to take a really low res one and put it in there and see what they give you it's, it actually works pretty well so i can take like a still from the compressed show file and make a high res photo of you for the show art it's very interesting yeah yeah Anyway. Cool. Are we done with the drop? All right. Uh, yeah, let's get <laughs> out of here. So uh, the, if you have a community, if anyone out there is doing a drop for the week, uh, make sure to hit us up, info at MoGraph.com, and we'll get you featured on the show. Uh, yeah, until next week. All right. Bye. We'll see ya. The drop. Drop, drop, drop. Is this the fucking mic? Drop. This is exactly what I should be doing. <laughs> All right, and we're back. And I have a feeling this that's is, how future drops are going to go. That's short. Short and sweet, yeah, to the point. This has been know? a really random show, I just got to say. Yeah. We, 
we have covered yes. everything, I think, yeah. at this point. Yeah. Well, from... I mean, that's also, you know, you get a great guest like Rachel. That's right. And you also take two weeks off. There's a lot mm. to talk about. So, and you we know. go on rants about things like customer service while our hard drive right. is crashing, you know? <laughs> did did uh, you did you I, I did I miss this? Did you tell us what the what the bird head was for? I know where you got it, but yeah, was it you like, for? Did you buy it for a job? Yeah, or was did it? You just have it. You know, usually my style is that I bought it for a job, but no, this one, this one I just bought because um, uh, one of my friends was having a housewarming party, and like only like two people, like not even, not even mm-hmm. like a party. You know what I mean? And like we're all vaccinated, and like so we're like, okay, like maybe we'll try and come over. So I was just making the joke, and I was like, is this a mask on party? Or? Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so I came in the door with like these masks. You told me to wear a mask. Yeah, it's like, are we keeping masks on? Or? <laughs> what is that a seagull? It's a dove. No, the other one was a dove. Is that a seagull? No, that's, that's a, a dove. Too. The other one was this a pigeon. This is supposed to be a dove, and oh. this is supposed to be a pigeon. Yeah. Oh, but, okay. Um, okay. That's a, the okay. thing is, I Can't got this by one the first. Come on. This yeah. one wasn't creepy enough, so I had to get this one. That is, <laughs> I think that is the creepier of the two, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Scared Dorpy to death, I'll tell you that. <laughs> he was speechless. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> in reality i just couldn't think of a funny joke but <laughs> you forgot that. yeah i'm not spontaneous enough i have to write my own material <laughs> yeah. i'm not good That's at funny. improv maybe i should take classes cool well uh what... rachel thank you so much for being on the show yes thank you very much thanks for having me what do you yeah. what do you got coming up what are you working on and where can people find you online yeah. to keep i'll be in, in hawaii oh snap. yeah when you going <laughs> And no, which I'm island? I'm going on vacation. I'm tired. You you got all the the gear for Hawaii, as we yeah. saw. Which uh, which island are you going to? I'm going to Kauai. I'm probably not pronouncing it right. Sorry. My parents are moving there this week. Really? Oh my god! Yeah. You're living the dream. Yeah. Well, my dad hates Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> for like, he's been there for probably two or three years out of the past five. They've got him working, and he just he despises Hawaii. He's the only person I've ever met who does not like the beach and does not like out being outside. Oh wow! So yeah, sick. I gotta yeah, he's say, a, he's I, a curmudgeon. The the beach is okay for me for a couple of days, but I'm the same way. I'm very Man, fierce I love skinned. the beach. I love snorkeling. I'm afraid of sharks. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know? Okay, another life hack. There you go. Sharks like to eat things that are yellow. It's 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 uh why for yummy. Yes. So don't wear yellow swimsuits. Interesting. Okay. Or yeah. red. Why is that? Obviously. Okay. Oh, red cuz of blood. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. They're looking for. But maybe is the yellow like more visible under the water? Is that why? It's a contrast, I guess. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. May save your life. I don't know. There's not that many shark attacks, but <laughs> you say Mograph saved my life from a <laughs> from a shark attack. Yeah, their friend was wearing yellow, and they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> yellow is the new color of death. Yeah, yeah. It's hard cool. to pull So yeah, uh, uh, Rachel, where can people find you? Uh, huh? Rachel. Rachel Brickell, okay. Brickell. <laughs> TV, and you got uh, you got yeah, the instas. Yeah, yeah, come on, you got to up your social game. Yeah, right? that's right. So yeah, yeah Rachel we're Brickell, giving you a chance to up Instagram. your social game. <laughs> Follow me there if, if you want to, and then uh, I'm going to try to do better at posting. And then foundation, I'm definitely going to do some NFTs. I'm working on two different collections actually, um, cool. and having uh, like one of them is like going through a. It's like 
called Gold Trash. So I've been working on that one. Um, and that kind of has to do with like my journey and stuff like that. So it's um, really like a more meaning, meaningful felt. But um, yeah, and I'm also working on another one that's like a social commentary on like, uh, uh, you know, basically brainwashing and the mm-hmm. world. <laughs> yeah. Being messed up. <laughs> kind of a, a like Bo, uh, Bo, Burnham. Bo Burnham type yeah. situation. The Bo Burnham one that I'm going to so release soon is a more like practical experiment. So I think I'm going to do some like different like practical experiments and yeah. have some colors and things like that and really experiment and like put those things up. So awesome. mm-hmm. cool. I'm working cool. on Cool. And, and tell Stylo that you're working on your social game. Mm-hmm. It's getting there. <laughs> And and tell Stylo to hit us up because yeah, I tried to hit him up and he didn't he didn't answer yeah. me and I'm sad because I, I he's hilarious. Yeah, he's great. He's, he's also like yeah, he's great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanos well, is great. We're he's also amazing. Uh, I I think Thanos. I thought I had one more link for some reason that I've missed, but I guess I'll find it next week. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna get out of here. You can rate us on iTunes. Leave a review. You can also subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. It helps get our ratings up. Uh, you can subscribe to our newsletter. You can say you've been there, done that, got the t-shirt with the MoGraph logo tee, the Paul Bab, Feel the Bab 2020 shirt, all the profits from that go to Doctors Without Borders, the Render Things t-shirt, hoodie, and long sleeve tee, the That Render is Fire shirt, which you're only allowed to wear ironically, unless you're shams. Unless you're shams. And that render, I'm sorry, and the MoGraph blandishment shirt, all that stuff is on MoGraph.com slash merch, and I, I fix the links. For the ones that weren't working, I realized some of the links weren't working at all. Yeah, so now if you want to buy the shirts, you yeah. can. We did a changeover, and I had put them in there, and then they disappeared and all this stuff. So, uh, yeah. So everything's fixed, I believe, uh, or we are working on fixing it. Uh, so if you want to get some sweet merch to wear to NAB when you meet up with us at NAB or Camp MoGraph, go ahead and do that. Uh, also, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, MoGraph.com, and TikTok. There's lots of fun stuff on there. And we'll see you on the internets. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 And uh, again, thanks again, Rachel. And uh, yes, we'll be you. talking to you pretty soon. On oh, okay. And on the internets. Right. And, okay. And come to the meetups. Come to the meetups. Okay. Come hang with us IRL. It's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Come, to, come to NAB. Yeah. I'm, I don't suppose you got a ticket to Camp MoGraph, did you? No. I, I wasn't planning on going anyway. <laughs> Because of the okay. pandemic, so yeah. I didn't really like think. I only think thought to book Hawaii Secret of Fire in advance because I was like I was going crazy. So yeah, like, you're gonna have stuff, fun you know? in Hawaii. Yeah. You're gonna have a blast. Yeah, yeah. I just need to get out of the box. Yeah, <laughs> we'll send us cool yeah. photos and greetings from yep. <laughs> Hawaii, and we'll be yep. sitting here nerding out in front of our computers until camp at least. So yeah, we'll just uh, live vicariously through you. Yeah, and your sun. Don't forget those sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, I always back them, so... Yeah. <laughs> I expect to see it now. That's, like, the thing. I'm going to hold you accountable. Or else. Yeah. Yep. All right. We're going to get out of here, though. Till next time, I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. I'm Rachel Raquel. Have a good one. Later, yo. Pretty good, I guess. MoGraph.com, an online resource for motion graphic artists. Start your week with the MoGraph podcast. 
industry news, interviews with your favorite artists, and terrible humor. Watch live shows and interviews from MoGraph events like NAB, SIGGRAPH, HalfRes, and local meetups. <laughs> Our MoGraph talks feature live demos and motivation from artists all around the world. Sometimes you got to make stuff that you're not going to put on your reel, and I'm not here to judge. What if Rick and Morty show up for the countdown at midnight? That's where I peaked in life, in my career. We gotta stop this thing, Rick! It's gonna kill us all! Hear from the people that create your software, design your render engines, and artists that are changing the face of modern motion graphics. Can you get that render done? Yeah, you better frame, frame what? MoGraph tutorials and online classes will teach you about Cinema 4D, After Effects, as well as other popular software and render engines. Throw in HDR Studio, take the render settings, pick the HDR, put a reflection, and gorgeous. Branch into new software, learn time-saving tips, techniques, workflows, and lessons that'll keep you up to date in the world of motion design. Oh, brother, those are some of my favorite elves. I love projects that scare me. When our art director comes to us and asks for something that I had never done before, man, it gets me pumped. Join the conversation in our live sessions. Check out our plugins or join the hundreds of daily active users in our Slack channel for technical help, advice, contests, or just to joke around. Real nice banana. Ah, that's so funny. All right. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> Subscribe today and get the latest updates on our YouTube and other social media channels. Take all your dreams and just do it! We don't care how you get here, folks. Just get here. Subscribe to MoGraph.com.